Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to another and final edition of Los Cachirules Soccer Podcast, presented to you by SoccerChronicle.com. I'm your host, Daniel Preciado. On today's show, we'll be discussing uh, to the, the FMS 2016 objectives for uh, the national team, um, for the different national teams. Uh, we'll probably be discussing more specifically the senior national team as well as the Olympic team. Also, uh, we'll be discussing Osorio's comments regarding Giovanni's exclusion from the national team and as well as his comments regarding the MLS, as well as covering, uh, do a simple wrap-up of last week's games as well as a quick preview to uh, this weekend's games. Uh, today, joining us, we got a full crew, so good thing we uh, on our last day we have everybody here. Starting off, we have uh, Ronnie De Luna. Welcome. Good evening. How's it going? Hey, what's up, Dan? How you guys? How are you guys doing? I'm great, man. <clears throat> so, uh, has the snow thawed out, or are you guys getting more snow? No, it's uh, it's being it's thawed out, but uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to get some rain. You know, hopefully that washes some of it away. All right. Hopefully, you gotta you gotta you gotta sell that mole, bro. So, I know. I mean, I was plowing, you know, you know, over the weekend we got like 18 inches and I started to plow. Well, so, one has to stay warm doing something. Exactly. Good job plowing. Yes. Um, next we have Albert Chiquis Campas. At least we did have Albert Chiquis Campas. Uh, hello, Chiquis. <laughs> and uh, since he's actually gone uh, MIA, I'll introduce the next guy on the list. Uh, Christian Vélez, how's it going? Hey guys, what's going on? So I know um, you actually got worse uh, worse weather than Ronnie. Um, anything else outside of the terrible weather uh, to you want to share with us? Uh, no, I mean the weather sucked. There's that. I mean, um, uh, much like Ronnie, I had to go and take my car to the snow, and that was like three hours. And uh, hopefully the rain that we're getting on the next couple of days, we'll wash it away because I don't want to be doing that for the rest of the month. So, um, care to share anything juicy that, that, that you've had to delete um, as, a, as a moderator on the, on, the, on the Big Soccer Forum that you care to share with us? Uh, nothing that I have to do. Well, I, I delete a lot of, a lot of stuff, but uh, just, you know, people, uh, people come into the forums and they're very opinionated. And um, I think they know who they are. They like have you ever... Have you personally ever readed fellow uh, Catchy Rule member um, Fernando Regino, also known as Perndog? <laughs> I have read a lot of the stuff that he posts, and uh, <laughs> I don't listen. You know, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but um, you got to tone it down a little bit, man. You know. It's well, you know, you're, you're not a moderator here, man. So. No, no, of course, of course. <laughs> well, I can't tone down right. what I can't post, so okay. <laughs> right, He's accepted black Jesus, okay? He's changed. Hey, there's nothing to change. I never did anything. It's just a personal matter with somebody else. All good, though. All right, so moving along. Thanks for joining us, Christian. Uh, next in line, we have Fernando Regino. Good evening, Fernando. Uh, uh, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic, uh, Daniel Preciado. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and next, uh, 
from LA. Joel Aceves, Jolie, how are you? Doing pretty good, Dan. I finally watched Liga MX. A full, uh, a full 30 minutes. Who did you watch? It was uh, Chivas Tigres. So I, I stopped watching when they were one up. You already gave up, huh? No, I had to go to work. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's before coming. I got to work, Ronnie was already tweeting me about about Tigres. I thought it was and like, you know, when you tell a funny joke and then everybody laughs, you're like, and they just leave, decide to leave the room. You're like, you're like all right, they're, they're winning. I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, nah, nah, I want it. You missed, that, you missed their game. comeback, though. The Almeida had a great plan. So he tied it 2-2. Two two. You missed out. Lastly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying I'll, I'll wait till the end of the season before I, I pass judgment on, on Almeida. That's fair. Uh, lastly, uh, from Long Beach, we have Juan Uribe. How's it going? Good evening. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hello, Dan. Going well. So, any uh, new uh, um, coaching uh, tournaments to speak of? No, just uh, just some friendlies that I... once they see their team uh, can't hang, they start putting in cachirules, which is a uh, you know, when the players are 2007 years old, you bring in a 10-year-old. makes a little bit of difference, but it's all good. In a game it's that requires uh, credentials. You broke, you're uh, breaking up a little bit. <clears throat> Can you hear me now? Yes. Man, I should have switched to Verizon. Who oh. are you with? Huh? No, Who no, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually at home, man. It's the cable... Well, I don't know what's up with the wireless in the house. No, I was actually just wondering uh, about the uh, um, what, who's your provider. Oh, uh, Charter. Because Cox, Cox sucks. That's gross. It sucks what? Cox sucks. Sucks. Cox. <laughs> oh, wow. The second dick joke. Wow. <laughs> and it's All only right. been like two minutes, right? Well, you know, we gotta end this. We gotta, we gotta end this bad boy uh, with a bang. <laughs> so, so starting things off, um, um, <laughs> one of the one of the things I wanted to start off the show with was the objectives for 2016. Um, I think part of the objectives were <clears throat> kind of conservative and kind of a cop out um, to end first um, to be into the group of, of into the hex. To qualify into the hex, I mean, that's not one. It's not a, a great accomplishment. Two, it's not even really a, a worthwhile goal. I think. I mean, I think it's just qualify uh, with without a headache. I think, but you know, they want to say qualify for first. You know, but if they really wanted to go out on the limb, I think they probably should have said, you know, win Copa America. Um, I think that probably probably would have been a little bit more more noteworthy and 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 you know why not put a little bit of pressure i mean there are a lot of advantages that mexico has over a lot of the other teams um, actually you know what i think uh, that that's a, a a great strategy because just look at what they did at the match versus honduras well juan carlos osorio already has conceded the match when he went in there and he says a, a tie would be a great victory or whatever he ended up winning the match and also breaking a record of uh, you know not winning in honduras for you know, decades. Therefore, 
you know, I but think this strategy is fantastic. It's working for him so far. I think uh, it's a mistake by Osorio to to accept that as an objective because one, you know, there's no reason to bring in your your you know your first choice guys. Is you know, it's time to you know bleed in, uh, you know, kind of get your second string in there, give them some experience, and more importantly, start looking at a plan B towards the World Cup. So. I just think that's going to come on him because they're going to look at it and say, hey, you didn't meet your objectives, and one of them was coming first in the hex, which is, he I mean, there's been, no trophy. He, he should yeah. have just, just, just put an objective of uh, beating the U.S. in Columbus. <laughs> well, let me, let me go ahead and interject for a second here. Uh, the whole thing was about what are the objectives for 2016. One of the objectives, like you guys are saying, is to qualify first this round of uh, qualifiers, not the hex, because the hex doesn't really start until later on this year, and it won't be finished until this, the fall of 2017. So when, with that, you know, if you think about it, it really isn't much. I mean, he's not really going out on a limb saying, you know, we want to qualify first, because we did that last time around. We got out of the, our group, our pre-hex group. We got out of there with six wins out of six wins, and you know that was fine. Uh, they're probably going to do this again next year, and then they're going to say, well, what are the objectives for 2017? And they'll probably cover the hex. I do expect them to say the same thing next year. They want to finish first in the hex. They want to finish in the top four in the Confederations Cup and uh, probably at least get to the final of the Gold Cup. That's probably what they're going to say. But given the context of this 2016, I'm kind of with Juan there. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to nitpick that, but... It's kind of a pointless thing to say they want to finish first in their group for qualifiers. I mean, eh, not really yeah. that impressive. Now, regarding the uh, the other objective for Copa uh, Copa America, is it? Do you guys think third is reasonable? Do you think it's a fair uh, objective? Or unacceptable. Think- unacceptable. <laughs> no, no, you're playing at home, dude. Mexico is the home team. You have to get to the finals. I and you know, and I'm sorry, but you know, Osori was is handed was handed a good team with I mean, great team with great players. You're playing at home. You know, I honestly still I, I don't have faith in this coach. I'll be a dead honest. I've said this since day one. I don't have faith. In him. Now, <laughs> the player pool. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Looking at the player pool. Do you honest, would you honestly believe Mexico's pool is better than the two best uh, South American teams? No, not at all. And that's something that's, that's what you have to I – mean, he did say that. During the well, hey, qu- qu- question, you know, uh, when Mexico played Argentina, uh, you know, with Tuca, with you telling me that, you know, Mexico, you know, Mexico can't do that in, in Copa America? No, of course they can. I mean, <clears throat> I mean – you know, uh, I mean. honestly, uh, Mexico fares fares better with you know against Brazil than it does with Argentina. But the way the last time you know Mexico played Argentina, yeah, it was a very I nice. Mean, I, I, I tend to agree with though with Ronnie though because I think if if you're going to be setting an objective, why set a mediocre one? I'm not sure that's mediocre. I, mean, I, 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 I do no. think it's mediocre. I think it's 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 on level with uh with with um. It's just it's lowering a bar. I mean, the, the purpose of of being a coach and and of 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 doing be- bigger things and better things is aiming high. That's All right, but Mexico, you know, if, so if you're not able to, if uh, I'm sorry, if if and this is just my opinion, you know, but if they could go, 
damn it, I lost my train of thought. Go for it, Christian. <laughs> hey, it happens to me all the time. So I end up just talking about God knows what. But I feel like the Nets. <laughs> if we if we keep let's let's try to keep the context of what was actually said, you know, before we get into our own opinions, because both Baños and Osorio mentioned that the objective for and we're gonna get into the Olympics later, obviously, but but the objective for both of those tournaments is to finish in the top three. Now, whether or not you know saying you want to win the tournament or saying you want to come in the top three, there's much of a difference there. I'm not sure. That really comes down to circumstance. But let's you know. But also, I see the other side of the coin. You know, Mexico has already played two uh, Copa America finals. Um, so why not? Why not just go out on the limb and say we want to play the final? So it is. It is a bit of that. It, it's kind of like I feel they're kind of just they're kind of covering all their bases with, with statements like that. But I feel like six months out, at least you know, six months away from these two tournaments. I'm not entirely that concerned with what they say now. I'm more concerned with the message. Once the players are in camp and they've had a bit of time to work and then he gets to see them, and then, you know, right before the tournament, they can go out and say, look, this is what we want to do. What is being said right now, I mean, they can say whatever they want. I mean, I'm not really going to lose my... I guess my issue is that I I think aiming for third place in the Copa, Copa America, to me, it's kind of... Kind of similar to saying wishing for the quinto partido. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's lowering the bar to something that you think you can't obtain, and then, like, you lower the bar so much that it just it becomes, like, unattainable. And it's like, you know, instead of just reaching for that, let's just say, just, just say something ridiculous and say you're going to go for the win. And it's this, not that ridiculous. This is the first South American tournament where Mexico gets home field advantage. If you really, if you think about it, this is the first time. Every time we were always told, no, we have to play the return leg in South America. Be it, be it, you know, or the Copa America has always been in South America. In, in you know, in, in club mat, in club, you know, tournaments, it's always, always, you know. I've been. That doesn't uh, matter though. Argentina it doesn't matter to no, Argentina no, to Brazil. Well, they don't care about that. No, but what I'm what I'm saying is, this is the first time. This is the first time. I mean, Colombia, they won at home. Chile won at home. You know. So it's hey, you know what, and one other point hey, that I wanted to you know what, that, because, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I did, before I forget again because I'm I'm forgetting things today. Is <laughs> the 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 level of of the of the other squads? You know, Brazil's. It's going to be one of the weakest Brazils we're going to be seeing. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's, that's, um, that's actually one of my The, the Chile team is getting very old, and everybody else, you know, is very beatable. Outside, I mean, Argentina is the one clear cut favorite. I think. Everybody else is, I think. We played Brazil in Brazil. Beyond, more than you know, beatable. We played Brazil in Brazil in a World Cup, and we hey, fared we, we, we fared well. In. That was lucky, though, man. That was lucky. What's that? Hey guys, they could in the 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 stated objective is to be in the first three. Now, they're not aiming for third. They're aiming for yeah. the top three, and I think that's like a it's like a fine uh, it's a minute difference. Because, uh, like, for the Olympics in 2012, yeah, in the Olympics for 2012, one of the stated goals was to place, you know. So they didn't say, hey, we want to finish third. They wanted to place, and then they ended up winning it. And so it kind of, it sounds similar. It's like, hey, we want, the goal is to place. So they're not saying, hey, we're going for third. They're saying, we want to be in the top three. So they want to at least, uh, you know, get to semifinals and fight for, you know, I I, I got to mention, Bill. 
Brazil hasn't won hasn't won the the the, the Olympics. Do you think their objective is to to place? Well, so that's different. That's different. Well, they they want to win it, and they lost it. I I, I guess my I, point is the mentality of it. It's like you know we need to get into that mentality of of going in there to win. And you know, so what if it's laughable to, to some? And so what if you? But I mean, unless I think there's got to be that sense of like you know just. Who knows? No, you're, you know what, Dan? Right. I would, I would agree right. with you. Like, uh, uh, like not, even last year, I would definitely agree with you that we gotta go for the win or whatever for the best possible. But the thing is, is I, I see one thing that I notice about Osorio is that he understands the Mexican psyche. You know, when he's if he starts going publicly that we need to go win that tournament because we're at home, like you know, Ronnie's talking here. You know, obviously that's gonna put a lot of pressure on the players. And right now what he's doing, he's playing it safe. He's playing it, um, you know, without putting that much pressure, without building up the crowd, without, you know. He is actually playing his game right, you know. I actually think... Kurt, going going on what you said, he just compared Tecatito to Neymar. No, he did not. He said they're the same type of player. Not the same quality. There's a difference. I think that's the problem with Osorio is he, um, he answers questions with an extreme amount of context. And what happens is when the clips are played back, no one plays back the question. He was asked about what players he sees that can help Mexico compete with these other teams. And he went and gave a very long-winded explanation as to how he sees the Argentina setup or the Brazil setup. And he said, they have a Neymar. We have a guy that could give us the same sort of, you know, uh, punch, the same kind of boost in Jesus Corona. And I also think they have similar playing styles. They have, they're weak in the air. They're not very strong in the air. But they're very good 1v1. They will win most of those. But he, he gave a very long and detailed explanation, but the context is taken out. So now we're talking about whether or not he compared them. He didn't really compare them. He, gave, he was asked the question. He answered it with what he thinks, you know, with whatever opinion or whatever that he has. And, and, I mean, and Juan also said it, too. I mean, the, the, the thing about the question about where the teams, where he wants to place within each given tournament, he wants to finish in the top three. He didn't say he was aiming for third place. And even then, just about an hour ago, he was interviewed on, on ESPN Deportes, and he went on record saying this is not really his style. He doesn't like to go out and, and state his goals. This is a completely, solely, and strictly a federation thing. He basically had to show up for it. And he said what he said, but I mean, let's not let's not be dishonest, guys. Come on. So this wasn't really Osorio, then, right? This was more the the FMF's. Well, object. yeah, they've been doing this since 2011, and even in 2012, when Gonzalez Sinaritu stood up there and said, "This is what we want to do." Yellow journalism got to Joel. They laughed. At, they laughed what? at him. They they told him that no, it's crazy. No, no, they laid out the objectives. That that's been that's gone out for a long time. Um, now I I agree with Dan here. You know, you have to. You have to shoot for the stars because if you you know fall short, the moon ain't a bad place to land. Absolutely. You know, so the, you know this one, two, three. No, at, at least at least the finalist, at least at the very minimum, because you know you know be a finalist, because it's 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 all, it's basically your home field advantage. You know, and they're, I just, they're not playing I, at Azteca del Norte. It doesn't matter whether it's in New York, whether it's in Chicago, whether it's in Houston, whether it's in Dallas, whether it's in you know Phoenix. You know we're you know we're like goddamn cockroaches. You know these fucking Mexicans. We're everywhere, dude. 
Yeah. <risa> Como dijo este Layun, yeah. es tu tierra, pero es nuestra casa. Yeah. It's the truth. You know, I mean, I, I honestly think, I mean, I honestly believe that, you know, that he has to win this. I, I mean, for, 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 and not just me. I mean, I, there's other people that I, that I know that, you know, the goal, the, the, the Copa America is basically going to be the, the tournament that's going to make, you know, us believe in this guy. That's you know, so I, yeah. Hey, you already been on record yeah. saying if he won Copa America that you're going to support him. He's going to win you over. Not, so. not, not support. Not, not, not. If he were, if he were to get fired tomorrow, I wouldn't care. But I'm saying this: if hey. he can win Copa America, I, will, I will, I will get behind him. And he's like, yeah, no, let's let let him let him ride off. Damn. Okay, but, <laughs> hey, well, he what I was going to say, I was going to cut cut in uh, with Ronnie. Ronnie wants to get He was mentioning him, uh, Ronnie. <laughs> it was divine intervention. Go ahead, Juan. <laughs> no, what, what uh, Ronnie was saying that about uh, about uh, winning in Copa America, doing well in Copa America has nothing to do with how you do in the World Cup. And so I think uh, yep. that's why, you know, looking at, yeah, it, like for example, didn't Uruguay win the two previous uh, prior to Chile winning and uh, they didn't do so, so hot in the World Cup? Yeah, they won the 2011 uh, Copa uh, America and then they... Um, you know, actually didn't know they they made it they made it to the second round of the World Cup where they lost to Colombia. But I mean, you're right. None of this really matters. None of this stuff. None of this Gold Cup or Copa America or the Hex or the qualifiers. None of that matters. And there's no correlation between how you, well you do in these tournaments and how well you're going to do at the World Cup. I predict Chile is going to bomb this uh, this tournament. By the way. But let's not devalue the tournament, though. I mean, no, yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, the the end goal is to, to, to is to do damage in the World Cup. But I mean, this competition is important, and, and in order to start believing that that Mexico can win a World Cup one day, it's it's things like winning an under seventeen. It's like winning an under twenty. It's like winning yeah. a, a an Olympics. And then maybe next on the list, we've we, they they've won the Confederations Cup, and now it's Copa America. I mean, these are legitimate. Legitimate silverware that you can win, and that you can that that really makes it less absurd to to dream big. No, of course. I mean, I think it's a. I think Ronnie has a point. I mean, I think for the I think for the average fan, uh, and I'll include myself even to a certain degree there. I mean, Osorio's first and true and only test right now is going to be essentially the Copa America and how well he can he can do there. I mean, anything else is just almost like. The status quo. You know, obviously, winning in Honduras or in the qualifiers a few months ago was, was was a nice step for him, a nice first step. But I mean, if he had tied or if he had lost, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he needs there's, there needs to be a progression because there has been a progression. I think, and I've said it before. I think that there, there has been a gradual progression with the, the core of this team over the past two years. That I, I do expect the team to at least be in the semifinals of the Copa America. That's just a personal opinion. Yeah, I think uh, so, comment on his on his Neymar comparison to to Tecatito. I, I agree with him that they're the similar mold of player, you know. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I'm the similar mold of you know. So I'm I'm almost there in winning as well. Just want to um, throw that in there. So one thing I also that I, I mean I'm not sure you kind of broke up again, but. Regarding that comment around, I think a year from now, that comparison, even if it's even if it was taken out of context and even it was just a direct comparison, I don't think it's going to sound all that absurd. I don't think it sounds absurd right now. If you I look, don't think so either. If he you said, look at, 
He said, está a la altura de Neymar. I mean, that's right now, not not in the future. That's He's saying at this moment, he's he's that good. Yeah, that's a spazzo comment. I don't think so. That, <laughs> that's what he said. That was, that was how he opened up. I mean, so of course they're going to pick him apart just on that alone. But here's the I think that means, a, I think that carries about to, to what he really thinks. And I think... I don't think it's that absurd. I mean, I you know, see how not. he destroys defenders. I mean, these guys are professionals that he just literally destroys. Joel, so, oh, there's very few people that can do that. Uh, it it might be a mind kind of, you know, he might be messing with Gatito's mind, like, hey, this is what I expect you to produce. Keep in mind, keep in mind, Neymar, you know, he shaved his mohawk, so his, you know, his height's a little lower now, like, a la altura, you know, ya está la altura, you know? <laughs> Well, they are kind of like a very similar height, but I mean, I mean, Oil is right. He he said that's what he said. Estar altura de Neymar, but it, that was in, in in a direct comparison of, of how a Mexico versus a Brazil would hypothetically shape up. They have a Neymar. We have a, a Corona. You know, estar but, altura. But see, even then, even then, what has Tecatito done with the national team that you know that can com you can compare it to Neymar with Brazil? I mean. Brazil has fallen apart well, without. He has not lost to Germany. Actually, yeah, yeah uh, Neymar has not won anything. Yeah, Corona just, just like, became a national team member, you know, essentially and, six months ago. And Neymar has really, really shined in um, in his professional career. I mean, Barcelona. But it also well, means that it also means that uh, Tecatito is to be going to a club the size of Barcelona soon, like next. I don't think that's far fetched at all, to be honest. I don't think it's far fetched. And his, and his Porto's coach at, uh... Well, he's, I mean, Porto's not at the level of Barcelona, but his, his coach at, at FC Twente just he came out himself and said it like a month ago or a month and a half ago to the Dutch media. He said to them that he sees qualities in Corona that he could potentially play in a team like Real Madrid or Barcelona. And I don't think it's that far fetched. Barcelona already made an offer to Corona. Two and a half years ago, you know. I mean, it, it's not far fetched. I mean, is he going to be a star? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be a star, but I like his qualities as a player. I think he's got very distinct qualities, and I don't think there's a lot of players his age in the world right now that are as good one v one as Corona is. And I'm not really. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but that's really how I, I honestly feel. I think he's got the good ball handling like Neymar and a lot of good skills that are similar, but what Neymar has is a little bit more quickness off of cutting and everything like that. And even speed like off a of sprint. I think he's yeah, a little bit better I mean, than I don't think Corona's as good as Neymar right now and, and he may never be. I don't think that's I mean either way it pans out, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as good or, or not as good. I mean I I don't know. But it's it's just it's it's just a talking point essentially for us, you know. The possibility is there. So, so, so he's conservative with the Mexican national team predictions for Copa America, but with Neymar, he's like going all out. <laughs> well, and then he's also dissing on MLS. And I stuff. think to to play along Pern's theory, though, he could be a genius, man. He could be. He's like, you know what? Put less pressure on the team and lift up the player. Well, I mean, if you look, at, yeah. yeah, if you look at the players that we have, I mean, like. There's some very, you know, there's some very exciting quote-unquote players, but I mean, if, if you were to ask me to pick one, that could be, you know, the guy that when I see him on the field, that I think he can make something happen. I mean, 
right now, I would say Corona is that guy over other guys that have been those players in the past from Mexico. You know, I, I think that he's at, I mean, he hasn't had the chance, enough chances to show that just yet, but that's what, you know, that's what, where this summer comes into play. He definitely has more chance than Gio well, since he retired. So <laughs> We're going to mention, uh, speaking of Gio, when Gio has always done well for the national team, whether he plays for his club or not. Remember? I agree. So I think, you know. No, mi respeto a Gio, but he retired from professional football, so, you know. Okay, so I guess Osorio believes you there, Pern, because uh, what is he, is he warning, like, Carlos Vela that he shouldn't be going to uh, MLS? Yeah, and rightly so. You know, he's you know right now he's like you know having a tough time in Real Sociedad. Imagine if he goes to, you know, MLS, he's gonna be even worse. You know, it's he, it's um, and that's the reason why Gio hasn't been called up. You know, by what is it now? Two coaches now. Because, hey, hey, Blanco, Blanco played with the fire, and he he, uh, he took us to the World Cup. Cup. Yeah, well, well, well that's easily, by the way, guys. Wasn't Osorio with him at that time? Yeah, he was with Osorio at Chicago Fire. Which is the reason why he did good. <laughs> well, I, I, even if Bell uh, ends up in MLS, well, I don't think... I think, think the big difference, well. though, being realistic, is the state of, is, is the, state of the team and, and the depth and the positions. Uh, when when those things were... Ha- when when Cuauhtémoc was still being called up, I mean, let's be real, there wasn't no. too many in his position or to offer anything close to what he did, so you kept having to go to the well. No, oh, yeah, but but the point here is that even though he played in MLS, he was still good enough to, you know, to perform with the national team and and to not only like he carried it, he carried the team. But if if Osorio was coach back then, I bet you he wouldn't have called uh, Cuauhtémoc. Or no? I don't know, man. Because at that point, we we had a, we had a huge gap between the younger players and the older players. But there was, I mean, we were calling up guys that. I mean, Fernando Arce got a, you know, he was in that in the mix there, and he wasn't good enough at that time. A uh, couple other like mid twenties guys were in there, you know, Marco Robles, guys it's, like that, you know. It's, just, it's, it's funny you say that because Cuauhtémoc Blanco actually said, you know, he made a comment regarding that about, you know, you know that it was different going to the training camps uh, with a Mexican national team because he just felt like he was an outsider, meaning, you know. Uh, he didn't know a bunch of the guys. Now remember that, you know, they were saying that he was being a bad influence to who was it, uh, Jonah, Jonas dos Santos? No, 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 no. To, to one of the younger guys because he was being supposedly he was being a a bad influence. But no, I mean, I just remember, you know, I just remember that. Uh, that oh, is it uh, that when did he got early retired? When? When well, during this Ben Coran Erickson? you know how he got that send off? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, it's funny that I remember, you know, uh, that comment that he made that he just felt like an outsider, you know. Because you're right, because there was a bit of a gap. That's a huge gap, man. I mean, yeah. there was uh, the Salcidos, Osorios, Rafa, you know, Osvaldo, and uh, and then there was just the younger kids, you know, and <clears> there was no one in between. There was no one in between that could help the team. And I mean, it was a huge. There was some big meltdowns. There was a meltdown at Honduras where Vela got a red card, you know. It was just. The one with the USA at Columbus, it was just. There was, I remember that one when Guardado yelled at nationalize Aquivaldo to fill in that gap? Yeah, but at that point, Aquivaldo already played for the Colombian national team, so he was just really not an option. But they did look into it, which I thought was laughable. 
at the time. Why? Well, because Akivaldo was the guy that wasn't – I mean, he was good in Mexico. I mean, he was very good at one point with Pachuca, but I don't yeah, – I mean, But then he went to America and turned into trash. So that's well, what makes it laughable. He went to Sevilla, and he was not very good in Sevilla. They sent him right back to Mexico, essentially. And at that point, I mean, would I pick a guy like uh, declining Akivaldo over a guy like Johnny Marajon? They were like the, they were equals to me at that point. You know, what's, right. Hey, Joel, what's your opinion of uh, Akivaldo? I, I think he could have filled that gap, dude. <laughs> that gap, huh? That's Is that what Layu's wife said? Double entendre there? Buku. Buku. You guys, you guys are... Uh... <laughs> hey, but uh, going on the, the Europe stuff, the Europe being the place to go, uh, Ochoa might not make the call up because he's not getting playing time. And rightfully so. He shouldn't play if he's not playing. So, so he should he should come back to Mexico or MLS or something because Europe isn't all that, man. If He'll he get called up. It. He's going to get called up because Talavera is going to go to the Olympics, and then that means you're left with Moises Munoz. I think Ochoa should go to the Olympics, actually. Well, he said he said in a quote that he there's two other goalies that they haven't had the chance to look, and they want to probably Orozco, probably Jonathan Orozco, and. Uh, Meliton. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Picolin Palacios, man? Oh, God, no. Crazy. But what about that, uh, the U20 goalie that, uh, he's at, uh, uh he's, what is it, the Texans or the Texans. Gonzalez? <laughs> Texans. What are they called? FC Dallas. <laughs> FC Dallas? He's going to the, the U23s, right? He's going to... Well, they can only bring two goalies. Remember, that's an 18-man roster. You can't. It's not a 23-man roster. So, if you can only bring two goalies, and the Talavera's going to go, that means that one of Gudinho or the guy from Tijuana, I forget his name, it just escaped me. Lajud uh, or something. Lajud. Lajud and... Yeah, Lajud. And Gonzalez, out of those three goalkeepers, one of those guys, one of those guys is going to go to the Olympics with... With uh, with Talavera, and well, you could say one of them, the remaining two, one of them can go to the uh, the Copa America, but you know, I don't know. It's it's. What about foreign goalies? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, naturalizados. Marquesin. <laughs> Nahuel, does Nahuel? No, no, Nahuel and Marquesin are both. They, they, you know, they're national team players for Argentina right now, so I really yeah, they're both captain already actually. I think they are capped. They might, but you know, either way, I mean, they're not going to jump ship to come. I don't think they would. I don't know. Well, Argentina does have good keepers. Isn't that guy that's in Manchester United was not even playing too? Forgot uh, his name. Romero. Yeah, Sergio Romero. Yeah, so they have a pretty good chance of playing for Argentina. I'd say so. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going, John? Welcome it aboard. Going, it is going all right. Hey, the Spurs Jack. put a put a beat down on the Rockets tonight. So all right. But I was working what, on the Rockets broadcast, so they weren't particularly who, happy. Uh, who are those? What are they playing? <laughs> uh, well, we were ball, Burn, as opposed to pointy ball. Yeah. Well, I, I get paid either way, so they're not. <laughs> the Houston Texans. Oh, so you were working? Yeah, I was. Okay. Cool. Hey. 
But speaking of the uh, naturalizados, or, or or do we need to go to? I mean, are we finished with the uh, the uh, Olympics? Well, just real quick with the Olympics, do you guys think? Um, just to, to wrap the, that topic up, did you guys think that uh, that placing um, is good enough goal, or getting third, uh, getting at least a, a med- getting a medal is uh, a good enough goal? I honestly think that they should have they should have put finalist. Uh, yeah, but you know, but you know what? If if they put that they want to go for the gold medal, because oh my god, how can you think you're going to get the gold medal? I mean, it's just yeah. Well, just John, one thing, John, for the under seventeen, for the under seventeen, is it not? Aren't we basically accustomed of having those kids being at least finalists? I'm not questioning you. All I'm saying is, is that you know the, the the press reacts a certain way. I mean, I think that the goals for that is always to make semifinals. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, is that uh, you know what does uh, it? I mean, you know, Ugo yeah, says know. that he wants to win the World Cup, and they just trash him. So if it's, I mean, it just you know, they, they, they can set whatever expectation they want, and people will always react adversely. Personally, I think I think a medal would be a great accomplishment for this team. Any medal. Is it is it realistic for this squad? I think so. I mean. You know, I know that Brazil's gonna, you know, do whatever it takes to try and win the thing, which I understand. They're at home; they've never won it. I get that, but uh, you know, I think that you know, a medal is is, is that definitely realistic. There's no reason why they, you know, they can't, you know, at least you know, make it to the medal round. I don't see, I don't see why not. I just, you know, again, it's all gonna depend on the draw. You know, it's just the the last World Cup or the last Olympics, the draw worked out so nicely for Mexico. Brazil can draw. Brazil can draw uh, Germany. Get the seven-one, seven-one lay down on them. I hope that happens again in the Olympics. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding, man? They might yeah. have riots this time. Nah. That was a lot of fun. Some well, some guy wearing a, a fake. In the stands to 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 protect the team. Some guy wearing a fake gold medal is going to give it away to another German fan watch. My favorite uh, part of that whole thing, and I think I've mentioned it before, was uh, when uh, they were on ESPN Deportes, they were interviewing uh, Jesus Corona's family, and Jesus Corona's mom, the goalie, asked asked Jose Ramon what team he was rooting for. (laughs) 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 That always cracks me up. So uh, moving along, we wanted to discuss a uh, little bit of the naturalizados and some of the ongoing controversy um, and the debate. Uh, Ronnie, you want to start things off, or you have something to say about the topic? Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been a couple articles, you know, from Tom and uh, Marshall over there at uh, ESPN, and you know, just others and some of the Mexican uh, newspapers about the the whole concept of uh, discrimination. Um, you know, once a naturalized player, you know, you know, gets, you know, once he's a citizen, he has all the rights. Yes. And although, you know, all those articles are correct in, in terms of of uh, the law, meaning that you cannot discriminate uh, a Mexican, you know, be it naturalized, and they have the same rights to work. That is true. I'm not, you know, and I'm not denying that. But one of the things, and it seems like everybody's looking at this. Very one-dimensional, meaning okay, they're Mexicans, they have a right to work. That's it. You can't, you can't uh, discriminate. Well, keep in mind that the Mexican Federation has bylaws, and they have a certain way. There's a certain corporate culture 
that it, it doesn't matter, you know, when, when there's a problem, you have to keep the dirty laundry in, in-house because you could lose your, your, your affiliation, meaning you could get kicked out, you could get blackballed. Uh, one of the cases, you know, one of the recent cases was, where, for example, uh, Salvador Carmona. Uh, you guys all remember him. He, uh, you know, he tested, you know, positive uh, in the 2005 uh, Confederations Cup. And what his lawyer was arguing, and he's right, was that the international, the tribunal, that the what is it, the TAS, um, that they ruled that he, you know, that he would, you know, suspended for for life. The his lawyer was arguing that a foreign court had no jurisdiction in Mexico, and yes, that is true. They had they have none. So there's you know you know his lawyer was saying they are nobody to tell you know Salvador Carmona that he cannot uh, play football in Mexico, and yes, he's right technically. That's how you interpret the law. But the thing is, there's a, there's a there's a there's you know the Mexican Federation. They have agreements, obviously, with FIFA and, and other you know international organizations, and they basically say, okay, well, you're going to have the way we handle these problems, we handle them internally, and that's how it's going to be. So every player that has ever basically sued the the, the Mexican Federation, they've been blackballed. I mean, Carlos Albert back in the 70s, you know, the the guy that used to be for ESPN. I, I forget where he's working for now. He 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 went up against the, the Mexican Federation. He tried to get a uh, the the labor union. He won in court in court, but guess what? It was never the same. He's he's persona non grata in, in the in the Mexican Federation. That's why he's got a lot of you know. Uh, that's why he hates that Mexican Federation. And you know, obviously with Carmona, you know, he 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 went off the reservation. He he sued in Mexican courts, the Mexican Federation. Obviously, he lost, but again, I don't I don't see how a Mexican you know naturalized player. Tony, yeah, Tony, you remember Carmona? Carmona? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember, he said he uh, he had uh, he said he had a uh, Carmona way. He's. <laughs> No, 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 it's Carmona. Wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. He said that he had, like, some, some information he was going to divulge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and one of the rumors was uh, something that happened at a concentration camp yeah, between him and his uh, roommate, Aaron Galindo. No, no, it was be- I think it was before. Weren't they, no, stooping, uh, weren't, weren't they stooping Rafa Marquez's wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were there too. No, I'm waiting for the pictures, huh? <laughs> waiting. No, so anyhow, Jose's yeah, got the juice on. He's got the the scoop on everybody. He's the la 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 bandera man. I'm telling you, he's just getting sexy football. Yeah. No. So basically, what what the point that I'm trying the term the point that I'm trying to get to is that that okay, yes, by the letter of the law. You know, a Mexican player, you know, naturalized player has the right to work and play in Mexico. But who's going to sue the the Mexican Federation? They sue the Federation. That's it. They're they're persona non grata. They'll never play in Mexico. And you don't have to – I mean you don't have to – the owners, the coaches don't have to give them a reason. I mean it's not like like a regular uh, job where 
you know, if any of us were at a job and from one day to another, you know, our, you know, the boss say, hey, get out of here, or, th or they don't even give us a reason why we're fired, I mean, there's legal recourse. What legal recourse does, does, does a football player have in Mexico? None. Hey, Ex exactly. I, I have a question. We're, we're talking about the, at the national team, right? Yeah, well, just no, no, national team and 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 the league because the whole this whole convers you know the whole thing with Naturalizados came about, um, also because of uh, I guess the owners, you know, Pachuca and Santos are trying to put a, a limit on um, on how many you know naturalized players or they're they're talking about it, but they just you know obviously they're looking at all the the legal stuff and to see what you know they can do, but. You know the reports that were coming out of Mexico, like you know from Tom Marshall, and then where they you know talked to legal uh, experts. They were saying that you know you cannot put a law saying that you know you can only have you know that you can limit the number of naturalized uh, players because it's discrimination. And you know the point that I'm making is that yes, correct that they are correct. You cannot put say okay we can only put five. Uh, you can only have uh, you know two naturalized players or three naturalized players, whatever the case may be. You know what's gonna happen? It's with like kind of like with the Bosman ruling. You know, somebody. You know, obviously that guy ended up suing, winning, and changed the rules of football. There's gonna be some guy who's gonna have to take the fall. You know, that sue so it makes it illegal and That's, change the rules. No, but well, that but person obviously Bosman is completely different. Bosman was for for Europeans to play in, within the European Union. That we're that is nothing to do with with what's going on no. over here. And, no, you know, I'm saying his career. His, saying. his career might have taken a fall, but so did Ajax, and I think that's a bigger loss to me. Uh -huh. Let's reverse so, the so, Bosman, so, please. So my well, my whole my whole thing is that you know you the Mexican and they're very strict. You can you guys can you know Google up uh, the the laws, their bylaws, and it specifically states what you know what a member of the Mexican Federation, be it a player, a coach, whoever, it it specifically tells you. What you what you're supposed to do when you have a grievance against another member of the federation. So if you know, I'm just using a name, Sosa, you know, the player that uh, uh, from Pumas, you know, let's say that you know they don't want to use them anymore because they put a limit on on foreign you know play on naturalized players. Yeah, he could sue, but you have that gentleman's agreement. You have the the, the, the pacto de caballero saying, you know what? Well, the guy went you know outside. Outside the uh, the reservation, have him, forget him. Well, you know well, the sad thing is, Ronnie, it's not just it's not just legal proceedings. I mean, any kind of gecka that that players have with 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 the club, and they're going to get blackballed. I mean, you think Alan Pulido is ever going to play in Mexico again? No, Never. actually, no, no actually, 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 yes, I, I do think he is because he didn't he didn't go outside the reservation. He didn't go to the actual tribunals, meaning you know the courts. He he actually still kept it. Within FIFA, he kept it in within FAS and stuff like that. So he, he. Yeah. What about a guy like Tano the Negris that you know just? Tano's there dead. No bro. way. Well, I know he's dead. <laughs> but, the, but there's, there's but no way that he, he could have ever. Know. I mean, they even asked us, "Are you ever going to come back to Mexico again?" He's like, "You couldn't even talk about it. Why he couldn't come back?" But he did play in the national team, though, at least one game under Hugo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, Pulido. I mean, Pulido. I think he will play eventually in Mexico if he still is can still play. Um, because again, he's not like he went with like he, he didn't do what Carmona did, what Carlos Albert did, where you actually go outside the reservation and you go head on, you know, and use the courts. That's when you're going to get blackballed. 
is there currently a limit now? No. So no. in theory, you could just suit up all 100% foreigners on, 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 and no issues, right? Nope. Uh, well, yeah, America does it every week. Well, no, yeah, they had nine, and, it, and I'll, I'll be the. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I I can hate it. You know, I, w I want to express my views on this. <clears throat> Hold on, uh, I'm not for finished, the last three... I'm not finished. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Ronnie. <laughs> I'm, trying, right, I'm, sorry. I'm trying to pull a pull a hoel. <laughs> no, but look, what I wanted to say was <clears throat> the last three World Cups, uh, you've had uh, naturalized players on each one of those squads. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, you had uh, with uh, with Italy in the 2006, you had Camoranesi, right? Argentinian-born. Uh, 2010, you had... Marco Sena with Spain. And in this past one, you had, uh, gosh, the, uh, Podolski. The, the non-Neanderthal. Yeah, Marco Senna. and Podolski. So you're, gonna, you're, you're having naturalized players all over the world. Mm. Second, which is most important for me, is uh, most of the clubs in Mexico, they're still doing a terrible job of, of uh, producing youth. Uh, I think the only one doing it well right now is uh, Pachuca. So, but uh, but are they really? So they, are they no. are, are, are are they really? I mean, I don't know about you that. Have, you, when Mexico's you winning at, when you like at, World Cups. When you're looking at a bunch of the the foreign you know forwards and stuff like that, and they have goal productions of four or five goals, you know, six goals. When we're talking about halfway through the season or even close towards the end of the season, and then they have that amount of goals. I mean, are they really that much better off? I mean, are they really that better? I mean, I, I, I mean, oh, obviously, oh. not every, not everyone's gonna be, not everyone's gonna be a Guignac. Not everybody's gonna be those type of, you know, uh, foreigners. But uh, the but, past season, Omar Bravo was the best in the top ten, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, the, the top ten is all foreigners. So imagine yeah, he, he eliminates himself from the conversation guys, because he's a douche. Oh. I, I disagree with the notion that we're not producing talent because you know Mexico's been winning World Cups in, in you know in the youth level, winning gold medals and doing great you know in the sub twenties uh, World Cup. So I don't know about that notion anymore that we're not producing. As a matter of fact, I think we are producing more, better quality players. I agree. I agree with Perm because maybe, you don't but have, it's not polished. Well, guys, the maybe players are not polished. The, guys. the amount, though, maybe the amount also. Maybe there's not as many as. There should be. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So this whole naturalizado thing, is it, do people have a big bug up their ass about it? Because, I mean, I've always thought it has something to do with, with like the underlying inferiority complex that Mexicans have about foreigners in their country or just foreigners doing, how much of that plays a role? Honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe there is an inferiority uh, complex towards uh, foreigners. Mexico's always been very uh, open for, uh, to foreigners. In fact, too open. You when know? I was talking about the ones that are uh, – regarding though, this particular subject, though, I, I, think, I think there is a lot of that You know, element. in, 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 19, in, in, in 40, 43, 44, when the season uh, – you know, when the professional league started back in 1943, 44 – uh, I remember reading articles how you had many teams like Veracruz and stuff that would play with 11 foreigners. 11. And obviously that was when that whole, you know, in, the, in, in 1945, that's when uh, 
what's his name? The Mexican president put the, the executive decision of, you know, hey, we have to limit the amount of foreigners to, you know, four in Mexico. So Ronnie dropped. But, but, you know, going back to the producing the talent, they're, they're producing players with potential, but uh, they're not finished products. They're not polishing them. Uh, they're not transitioning to the professional game correctly. Like uh, the biggest, the biggest example for me in Chivas is Carlos Fierro. He's got over a hundred games in top flight. Tell me how many uh, scoring titles has he won? None, Others because he's just not that good enough. He's another, overhyped another, because another, he's in Chivas. Maybe another. he is. Maybe he isn't. The uh, uh, the point still stands. There's no nobody's producing uh, those players uh, that are polished. When when Nestor and and uh, Chepo came back to Chivas. They were saying, "Hey, the the Subente League." Sorry, uh, internet dropped. Okay, right. Let me finish my thought. The, the Subente League is not is not producing <laughs> players ready for first division, so they send them back to uh, Primera A with Goras to be polished and be more ready for top flight. So, well, so you have to question the work being at the youth sector. Well, they well, gotta okay, get. Speaking about goal scorers in particular, I mean, who? Who is producing goal scorers at a good rate? I mean, you know, it's some countries do. I mean, Argentina, I guess, is one of them. But that's because they have a specific kind of culture. You know, I feel like if if you have players to look up to, you know, and I think Mexico could have that with this generation. Kids growing up looking up to Carlos Vela or uh, Jesus Corona, and and you know, and subsequently surpassing those kinds of players. You know, you know, it's a long game. It's a long con in that sense. And, and I mean, I feel like the level of the players being produced in general, you know, the, the average players, the the above average players, it's 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 getting better and better. And this isn't going to be an overnight thing. I mean, this is going to take you know a generation or two to see any real real progress in that sense. I think one of the main guys though is Chicharito. Though he's 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 actually a striker who's I think already. Far surpassed anything Bella and, and and Giovanni did. I honestly think that already. Oh, yeah. uh, both yeah. with the club he's play on and what he's been able to do this season, um, I think he's he. If anybody, uh, and and such a good example of, of of what appears to be a really humble, hardworking guy, who probably isn't the most skilled, but at, at least uh, with some in some areas. Yeah. Chicharito, and, uh, there's no question, is, uh, is is far and away the best professional. You know, in, in every sense of the word that, that Mexico's produced in, you know, I, I guess, you know, along with Hugo and, and, and Rafa, as far as being a professional and, 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 and doing what, 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 what you have to do in order to maintain that level of play and to do it consistently over a period of time. Absolutely. And, and I mean, Giovanni never did that. I mean, Giovanni, uh, Carlos Vela, I think Tecatito's on his way. I think that he, he needs to kind of kick it up a little bit. I think that he has the potential to do that. But it's just, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that Mexico isn't producing talent. I just think a lot of it has to do with who your representation is, who the promoter is, you know, what, what, who has the tentacles and what teams. And a lot of it has to do with who you know. I mean, you know, Javier Hernandez as, as, as took advantage of every opportunity he had, but he had opportunity because of who his dad was and who his grandfather was. I mean, there's no question about it. And good for him hey, for, for taking advantage of it. Think of how many guys fall Chicharito. through the cracks. 
uh, guys by Chicharito. He didn't depend on a community passport to to win his spot. So I think he's True. you know he's like the exception to the to the pool. Like we can say, hey, we saw this potential from Gio and Vela, but the fact is they went to Europe and they stayed there because they have a their community passport now. So you know, same the the issue that Memo Cho is having that he's simply not good enough to take a foreigner spot. Uh, you know, on a, it's in, not uh, that he's not good enough. It's that it's that they don't they don't they just don't use those for goalies. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, John. And you know what? I think that... If you what about Romero? Script, uh, Romero's, he's, an, he's an Argentine, and he just he played in the World Cup final. And there's just a different standard. I mean, Argentina's... And he's not even playing. Good players. But if you look yeah, at the spring... T- no, I'm, I'm sorry. Just quick. to answer John's question, that the, the goalies don't don't take up foreigner spots. I'm just curious about Kyler Navas and... Uh, was a... Uh, yeah, Navas, Navas has, an EU passport. Navas has 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 an EU passport. Yes and no. I mean, that depends on the, on, the, on the particular, whatever team, whatever their needs are. They may not feel the need to waste a foreigner spot on the goalie. Like, Ochoa's a good goalie. But there are a lot of goalies in Europe that are of a similar level. So when you look at it from or that better. point of view. Or better. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, the, the thing is like, you know. I mean, the, yeah, but the point, the point is that he's not good enough to take a foreigner spot when you have uh, – Players that are at, are at the similar quality, like you said. Maybe not a Malaga. Maybe he could. Maybe he could take a foreigner spot in a different team. That's the thing. You know, it depends. And I think it really depends on whatever team and what their needs are. You know, they may not feel, like I said, they may not feel a need to have a, you know, to waste it on Ochoa. But you know, at the same time, Ochoa, as good as he is, I mean, I feel like a lot of his development was wasted during crucial times. In Mexico, I mean, he should have really left Mexico no later than the age of 21. I mean, you can blame you know, America for that, though. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, at that point in time, also, you know, we weren't exporting, uh, or, or at least the idea of leaving Mexico. We're only talking about, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Maybe it wasn't, you know, in the forefront as it is now. I mean, uh, but but you know, Ochoa is what he is. You know, I feel like if he's going to have any sort of success in Europe, it's going to have to be in France, in a league that he already knows, that he's familiar with, in a league where he is appreciated, for better or for worse. You know, I, I just think if, if you're depending on a community passport to stay in Europe, to be on a team, then obviously you're not a special talent than what they can find over there. And I think that's does that apply in Mexico? Does that apply in Mexico? You know what? Maybe. Yeah, it probably does. Same, same, same thing. Same line of thinking. Uh, maybe these players they're they're good enough to stay, uh, and if with that naturalized passport, they're, they're obviously cheaper. Their wages are probably cheaper as well. Uh, that's apt comparison. Can't comment on that. I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't say that the reason Bella stayed in Spain was because he had a community passport. I mean, Bella is a legitimately good player, and I think he's shown that. He's the also the, the biggest paid player in Real Sociedad. You know, they consider but him a superstar. He earned that. He, he earned that. 
I mean, he, he had a solid two and a half, nearly three seasons where he was a, just, a, you know, right up there with the best in Spain, you know? I mean, He single-handedly put him in the Champions League. I mean, come on. Give the guy exactly. credit. You know, like, I'll, you know, right. anything so with Hernandez what, what's once Vela proved himself, once Vela proved himself, of course. But when he was a no-name player that hadn't done anything, and when uh, you know he would get opportunities on like uh, uh, with Arsenal and kind of you know be terrible, I think uh, that what he ended up at, at uh, did he had his passport at that time when he was at Albion, Bromwich, was it Bromwich? Uh, he spent two years in Spain when he first moved over there. I'm not entirely sure how, got it how, right. the rules, how the rules worked back then. But let's remember something. I mean, Vela went over to, to Salamanca, and he was the best player in the second division of Spain at 18. Yes, he, he was. was. He was a standout, you know. And the only reason he ended up in the second division is because the deal with Celta Vigo fell through at the last minute. You know, and I think when he went back to Arsenal, I don't – Looking back at that time period, I'm not entirely sure he didn't warrant more chances. When we talk about what chances he was given, I mean, a similar case, you look at Joel Campbell, I mean, he's now getting a lot of chances now because he's earned them. Bella did enough to warrant more time. and, and it, when, All I can say about that is simply that Bella never started back-to-back games at Arsenal. The, three, the two and a half years he was there, never once did he start back-to-back games. The games, even in the pros in the FA Cup or the what you know the Carlin Cup, whatever it was called back then, regardless of his performance, you know, even like his debut for Arsenal and the uh, the FA Cup, he scored a hat trick in his first competitive game for Arsenal, and he did not start the next game in the same tournament, the same competition. So, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure that. I mean, all things considered, he was not a success at Arsenal. You know what? What you consider a success, but I'm also not entirely sure he was given enough time to, you know, to really sort of succeed in that sense. You know, but also we know now, obviously with the benefit of hindsight, that he wasn't fully comfortable in England. He didn't like the life in England. You know, he felt uh, he was he's far removed from culturally from from what was comfortable to him, and that obviously played a part. And I think that also played a part with Gio as well at times. Did Chicharito start any games back to back at Manchester United? Well, I remember that. Yeah, he started yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. His, his first well, season. His I think first, so. He, actually, yeah, when he first went over there, when it when it was announced in the spring of 2010 in April that he had signed for Manchester United, right away, both fans and media alike were like, we were all like, well, he's probably not going to play. They're probably going to loan him out, and. Slowly but surely, is you know he went in there and he earned to the point that even in his first season he ended up the starter alongside Wayne Rooney in the Champions League final. You know, not yeah, even a did, year uh, after he signed. But he was mostly used as a sub. He wasn't uh, a starter. He, he yeah, but wait, going to these games and he that's not really fair. Himself useful, no, completely not, the opposite no, of Villa. But that's not really no, not fair. His first season. The, the big difference though with Cheech though is is that. No, yes, he did come in as a sub, but he was always getting in, always getting put in, always being considered. He was the number one option. So I mean, even if he wasn't going to be playing the, the the full ninety minutes, you knew he they they were going to put him in there at some point, and they were expecting him to be impactful. And he usually was, which is why 
he, he did ended, earn his starting spot there. He ended up benching so Berbatov. I mean. So he was. Yeah, he he benched Berbatov. With it. I mean, that's uh, wasn't it the the goal scorer the yeah, year before like, Berbatov? Yeah. 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 So I mean, I mean that's the thing. Chich, I mean, I don't want to compare the two players. I know there's like a you know fanboy rivalry thing, but what I what I'm just trying to say is that you know Cheech he he wasn't really proven at the Premier League level. Yeah, he came in due to his his uh work habits, due to his uh you know his his work rate during the games and at practices yeah. and proved himself useful. And Vela maybe he got less opportunities, but he when he was given the opportunities, he didn't prove himself. And we can blame Arsene Wenger for mismanaging him, for not believing in him, which I doubt because you know Wenger yeah. loved this guy. He was yeah, constant, right. constantly, constantly uh, elevating him to to Robbie Fowler status, which you know he's a prolific uh, Premier League scorer. So I just think if you're ready from day one, you're ready, man. You don't need handholding. Well, but but, got, but so maybe Vela. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an So basically, what you're saying uh, is they don't need to be polished. No, well, no, no, no. well, they There's... did. They needed to be. These are guys. But you're right. These are guys uh, that should have been. Maybe they weren't ready for for the top five teams in the world. Maybe they should have been. You know, exactly the way he was handled the first season at Salamanca at a lower profile, yeah. kind of big fish well, small pond. Yeah. I'm I mean, just saying because earlier you said that. Though. I mean, I mean, gosh, I, the team you go to, the the the. the the, the, the scouts that, that, that take an interest in you, I mean, a lot of it's up to luck. I mean, I think talent-wise, I think we'd all agree that Vela is more talented than, than Chicharito, but nowhere near potential. or good. But, yeah, I guess. Or, and I guess maybe from a skill standpoint, uh, he seems um, uh, better. But, yeah, I mean, for whatever the reason, it didn't pan out. But I don't think... And I know we deviated really like big time from from the from the initial conversation. Is is there really a need for for uh, reducing foreigners in the league? And ultimately, I don't think we need to change anything. Um, right now, the league is entertaining. Right now, at least from a personal perspective, the national team looks about as talented as I've seen it. Um, the the youth teams seem to be winning stuff, or at least getting to a point where they're now considered favorites on some level in in, in some uh, categories, uh, the, and the league is is slowly now the one thing that they need to do, and which we've we've covered in the past, is how the FMF um, markets itself to become more of a global brand. But and you're not going to become more global by reducing the amount of foreigners. I don't think. Hey, question, question. Just look at Ginak, you know, Ginak uh, brought the their profile much higher, so. That, that to me that would be a detriment to do such things that they're trying to do and I and I personally think that uh, like I was saying earlier uh, before Ronnie interrupted me was that somebody's gonna have to take Oof. the fall take Oof. the <laughs> take the fall what one, one player's gonna have to take the you know he's gonna have to sue to make whatever rule they're they're making illegal and he's gonna have to leave Mexico you know hey, hey guys can I ask a question pinche bolas de nalguistas cabrones hey Dan I'll I want to ask a question. Vende malguistas. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So uh, you guys remember about a, uh, maybe a month back, uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Juan Manuel Lillo. He praised the league yeah. for the Mexican league for being ahead of the Argentine as far as uh, football concept, right? Sure. How much of that uh, 
appraiser, how much of the of the concept age would you guys say is attributable to the the foreigners in Mexico? Playing it's, in Mexico? it's not. I think it clearly is. I wouldn't say it's not. I think it. I think it, it very is, clearly is. If you if, if if you've watched if you've watched Mexican soccer since the '80s, you know that it's been pretty much uh, uh, attacking. That's true. I mean, in that sense, you're absolutely right. But I mean, the same thing. Were there not I mean, corners playing back then? The... Of course, there were. So well, no, I mean, that, no, that, but, but I'm saying, but you had, but you had actually, you had less foreigners too. Remember, games in Mexico City only had four. And then they would yeah, and, and don't they would play uh, foreigners too. Very, very much. Yeah, but, but they, I mean, they would play South American teams and get uh, killed, right? No. That was. Yeah. We we didn't we didn't fit, we didn't play against them. Remember, they started playing Copa America, uh, Copa Libertadores in '98. Yeah, late '90s. So yeah, late '98. Yeah. Very. You know, the first the first real official you know uh, uh, time that Mexico played against South American in, in official cups uh, tournaments was you know the '93 Copa America, and obviously they went to the finals there. And, I mean, uh, I feel like that, that argument could be made for even, even the best leagues in Europe. I mean, the, the best player in the league in Spain is from Argentina. The best striker in the the best strikers in Germany are you know are, are a Mexican and a, and a Polish national, and you know, and, and a guy from Gambia. So I mean, it, it improves the product for sure. You know, I mean, you just have to right. You got to find the right balance. That's that's. The, I think that's really the problem. You know. But there are foreigners also in Spain that go there and they flop. You know, Chigrinsky at Barcelona was a player that was brought in after Alfa Marquez and he was an absolute failure. They paid a chunk of money for him. You know, so, I mean, this is not as strict. 30, as 30 million, man. Joel, a couple months back or maybe a year back, I remember he posted an article about basically uh, the distance that many English fans have towards their clubs because the players are don't have any sort of I, I don't want to say that you know you know amor a la camiseta or none of that you know loyalty. that 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 sort of loyalty is just they have nothing in common with with the communities that they represent well, you know, English soccer, first of all, uh, you know, but, the Premier League soccer is overrated. First of all, it's not; they're not that good. It's, it, that's not, not that's that not the product. point. That's not. That's not. You know, so it's, it's not. It's not the English. It's not the English. It's basically in in many parts of the of Europe where you're you're seeing it's just it's too much, man. You're absolutely right. Remember Arsenal when they won the when they last won the championship. They won the championship with 11 non-Englishmen on the field. 2004, the Invincibles, man. That was a beautiful team to watch. But you know why? Because England has gar garbage players. Hey, guys. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole was on that team, I think. Before the, rise of, before the rise of foreigners in the Mexican League, uh, didn't Mexico struggle to qualify to the World Cup or to, to even have a decent showing? Mexico no. was an afterthought until 1986, man. On the world stage, I mean, Mexico is just like whatever. Because nothing. I, I remember uh, there's a game between Atlético Madrid and Mexico that ended up in a fight. Prior to the '86 mm -hmm. World Cup, yeah, they just brawled it out. Luis Garcia, kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> look, awesome. And, and I know you guys are not gonna want to hear this. Uh, but well, then don't say it. You're no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you guys are not gonna want to hear this. 
But Mexico, Mexican soccer, I mean, meaning the Mexican national team elevated itself. Sure. And and you said it in the 80s. Yeah, it was and, and who was, no, Did it, it elevate itself or they bought I elevate them? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying is that the it, you know the Mexican national team elevated it, itself. You know, with Bora's help. No, in, in the 80s, in the mid 80s. With Bora's yeah. leadership. No, but who was the team <laughs> of the decade in the 80s? I mean, who was who was the dynasty? Yeah, but that's a defensive team no, you're no, talking no, about. No, 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 no. Yes, oh. it is, man. Come. No, Dude, you no, can no. you can say that all you want. That team in the mid 80s was a Pumas base, and you know it. Nah. Period. Period. Hey, hey. End of story. Hey. I think America, I agree with that. America. America. Just, America just, just, like America, just like America. Just like America. It was, a, Mexico. it was a Pumas coach. It was Pumas assistant. It was the it was a Pumas five. With a couple <laughs> of Tigres thrown in. Period. You. End you, of story. You guys you, don't want to accept. You guys don't want to accept that America. Hey, America was, was a good team back then, but they weren't the base of the national team mm-hmm. by any means. It was all America was all foreigners. There were no Mexicans playing for them. They had one guy, Capitan Furia, but he was stooping somebody else. And then they said, "Oh, he can't come to the team because he has the wrong kind of shoes." That was anyone anyone that believes that. Good lord. Damn. Yeah, they were so much more susceptible to that kind of ridiculous crap back then. The base of the team was was Pumas and. And tenían que ser americanistas too. Hold on, let let me tell you. Okay, you have okay, you have Hermosillo. Okay. These are the team. These he, are the players. He, 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 he didn't play any minutes at all. Okay. You have in the Carlos Hermosillo. You have. Okay. He was. A, he was like. He barely made the team. No. You, you said that we're all foreigners. He I'm carried water you, bottle. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> these are the players that America produced from their own system. From their own system. Yeah, yeah I, I understand what you're saying. Carlos what I'm saying is, is, is that that was later. He in the mid '80s. He he, he had no. Yeah, he, he, he didn't you play. Had, you had Javier Aguirre. Carlos Hermosillo came from Cruz Azul, no? No. 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 no, Carlos Hermosillo, Ricardo Peláez, Javier Aguirre, you had Capitán Furia, you had Cristóbal Ortega. Que no Ricardo Peláez came from but out, out of those guys that you just mentioned, only one only of them played one. on the yeah. 86 That was Aguirre. What, 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 I, no, and, and, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Now, now I Capitán Furia, Capitán Furia would have played. You're, I, I, I totally agree with you there. But again, but this is something it. actually that we should, that we need to talk about. Oh, you need to help out with this. Right, so the story is that he couldn't be on the team because Mexico because, was Adidas and he was something else. So like, oh my God, you can't be on the team, which is completely yes. ridiculous. Well, well, hold on, hold, so my hold question on, hold is, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not, the, it's not that ridiculous because even it remember, is that ridiculous. I, 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 no, okay, no. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan had problems. Oh my most, God, he played for America. What does he play? No, what I'm saying is. <laughs> And Michael Jordan in the Olympics was a Nike guy. They had the Olympic, if they won the medal, they had to wear a Reebok outfit, right? It was, no, Michael no, couldn't no. be seen with the Reebok thing. No, let me finish. Michael couldn't, and he almost skipped Ooh. the Olympics or skipped the medal ceremony because of it. But yes. he figured it out. He, he, he covered himself in the flag so that you couldn't yeah, see the Reebok buddy. logo. So he was fine with it. Well, maybe they didn't Capitan figure it out. Puria was banging somebody he wasn't supposed to be banging, and that's why he wasn't on that team. And, so, and, and who do we wow. allegedly, allegedly who was it? Who was he banging? Yes. Say the name. Was he, was he ba- hey, let me guess. Was he banging like Chiquiti Boom Girl? He was I taking... I love you, I love you. He it was taking goals, Junior right? Swimming in a pool where he, where he, supposed to be, he wasn't supposed to be swimming. 
Uh-huh. Well, point Junior is... Junior was swimming in a forbidden pool. There's you no see how, question. Y- you see how mad they get when I tell them that America elevated? Jeez. Look, you know, 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 the rise of the Mexican team, of the Mexican national team, correlates with the existence, the rise of foreigners in Mexico. The guys that you mentioned, Javier Aguirre had an impact. Carlos Tomasillo had one later, and Pelaez had one like 15 years later. Here's my <laughs> I mean, I, I can name you five guys on that team that that started and played, and then a couple of reserves. Okay, but, but hey, let Pumas. me. Okay, but let me. Okay, but let me ask you this: In the three finals that America played Pumas in the '80s, who won? Uh, Dude, uh, okay, that's fine. The, uh, America won. Congratulations, that's great. We had a bunch of foreigners. But they were still not the base of the national team. So whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't until the mid '90s. Who who uh, who saved players who there? Saved, which team? Which team saved uh, Mexico to to? That's some serious uh, goalposts moving, man. I know. Uh, you just felt like you just have like twenty five years in the future. <laughs> it's like who it's, saved? And, he, he the soccer, and the soccer gods were listening. They they decided to. to I know. To ban it's him. like it was like a rage quit, man. Thanks for coming. You've been playing video games. You're frustrated, and you're like, I'm turning this shit off. Both of you guys got cut off. We need I to lost, get another American lost, lost the call. Tecas has some poor uh, poor internet uh, service. Can you hear me now? So, uh, Ronnie, I lost the call. So you were you were about to say something, and I missed it. I'm sure it was no, extremely important. You didn't, it was yeah, extremely you important. Yeah, he got you didn't miss anything. I'm assuming... I'm assuming... With, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Cabañas? I'm going to assume, Ronnie, that you conceded the point and agreed that the, even though America had a great club team, and there's no question about it, the team of the decade, Pumas was still the base of the national team in the mid-80s. Up through almost the mid-90s. Well... It is what it is, dude. So uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to take Ronnie's side, but you know, isn't that the time, the same time that, you know, Mexico didn't qualify to the World Cup? Was '82? Well, '82. No, Cachurulis. That was No, Cachurulis was the '90. No, '82. Mexico didn't qualify. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So in the Pumas was the base to that team. That yeah, it was like mainly Pumas. Yeah. Yeah, but so, that and that was uh, they, they were they were terrible. I Man, that was the beginning of the. But, but he, Mexico he, he, always struggled. But see, back then, you have to understand, and I'm not defending anything at all. I'm just explaining what happened. In, in, both, in the World Cups that they missed in 74 and 82, it wasn't a hex. It was, a, it was like a mini gold cup, a mini tournament that they would have in one country. And the reason why that happened was because Mexi- uh, the CONCACAF president, which was a Mexican sellout, uh, Joaquin Soria Terrazas, in order for him to regain power, he basically conceded that the World Cup qualifiers, you know, the the tournament, the final, you know, for qualification for the World Cup would be held, you know, hosted in one country, like John said. So coupled with uh, Pumas being the base of the national team, then that's how they didn't go right. Wait, but they had done that before, going back to uh, '74 and '78. Well, yeah, but at '78 they did a, they did a home and home and they qualified easily. Yeah. Oh, didn't Mexico play all their games at Azteca? Yeah, they did. But in so, but in '74 and '82 they played the one in '74 was in IT. Yeah. And the one in '82 was in Honduras. I'm sorry, excuse me, Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> Honduras. Hondur- <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. Hondureños. Hondureños. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. That's <laughs> <laughs> 
But, no, but you, you guys are absolutely right. But you have to understand that that that, that back then, I mean, it just it was. Well, you know, they, he, weren't, he, they weren't good. You know, no, well, here's the thing. You know, La Puente was part of that 74 team, and he, you know, he didn't want to give excuses, but they were talking about him. Mean, he was talking about the field conditions, the accommodations, you know, and. Estilo yeah, Sanchez, no? But see, if you, let, if you let that stuff affect you, which they obviously did, then, you know, that, that was their own fault. If, yeah. if, if they let that stuff affect them, that's on them. Yeah. All right. So, is that it? No, I need to ask Joel something. If he's figured out who the third gunman was, because I've been trying to keep up with the gossip. No, oh, not really. I, I did some research, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, she did date Hank Ron. Hank, Hank Ron? Yeah. What, what kind of research goes into this kind of investigation? <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's a great Google. question. <laughs> Some keywords uh, on Google. Oh, well, is there, is there any examination of the gun? <laughs> he would know. He went to sperm banks. <laughs> nice. Oh, he, he sampled himself. Of the thing, uh, he did a taste sample. <laughs> You know, like those food testers, he did a taste sample. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I wasn't going to end things. That was what I was going to going to just segue into uh, last week's uh, round of games and looking forward to the games for next week. I guess I one of the... To... What's that? No, never mind. Go on. Um, one of the, I guess, noteworthy results or some of the noteworthy results from last week, and I'll start off with Santos over... Club Tijuana. Uh, my Santos beat Cholos 3-1. to one. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody caught the game. I felt that Santos actually looked like considerably the stronger team. I heard on another uh, radio show that, in their opinion, they saw that it was kind of a misleading scoreline, which I would somewhat agree with in that the goals came late for Santos, the, the, the second and third. But I think overall, at least from what I saw, from my perspective, the, the team looked dominant. Um, and did you watch the game? Yeah, I did, and I, I thought that I thought they had plenty of good chances. How did uh, that Davila kid? I know he, I know he came on and scored. I scored a nice goal. Did he? Great goal. Um, Real nice. I got a lot. I got I got a lot of hope for that kid. I think that he can. Well, so far so good. Going. I mean, uh, so far with their with I mean, two wins out out of three. Uh, one home, one away. Uh, they got another good chance uh, playing um, uh, at home against Querétaro, I believe, next weekend. But, yeah, they, they look strong. Um, right now they're sitting comfortably in fourth, I guess, uh, at six points. Just, uh, just behind, I believe, it's Tigres, León, and and um, Perns Monterey, uh, Rayados. Rayados? What is that? I know Rayados, but like you know, that's not my team right there. I'm sorry, Rayados. So, I can't roll my R, so I'll say I'll say the stripes. Oh. <laughs> what a what a You see that meme? You guys see that meme? That's rich. That's rich. You see the meme of the Monterrey fan that was that was stressing oh, yeah. out because he couldn't burn <laughs> his own seats. Seat. <laughs> <laughs> a vein popping out of his forehead and stuff. Well, allegedly, of course, you know. Oh yeah, allegedly. 
Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so go ahead, Christian. Well, I, I watched the Monterey game, and Monterey was... Uh, Mon who? <laughs> I, knew that, I, knew that, I knew that would tickle you there. Um, I feel like there's something starting to click with them. I think that um, definitely what? one of the top three teams as far as, far as uh, quality of, of players goes in the league. And I think that... I think my prediction was that they would be one of the contenders for the league title this year. But I think that's going to remain true. Um, well, obviously, we're going to segue into the Chivas game at some point. But um, I like I like what I'm seeing from from, uh, from this team from today. Well, if it's something clicking, it's probably because they're talking and they're talking more to each other with clicking noise. And they're gonna they they always been a contender it's, since last season. They've been playing great. What about Dolphin speak? I, I, yeah, I thought that would get Ronnie's attention. He, he heard Clicking plays. Noise, yeah, huh? he's I know. Okay. <laughs> he's like, that's what? Weird. That's, that's pretty vague, the, but... <laughs> I was hearing the snoring earlier. Who did, Monterey, who did uh, Monterrey beat? <laughs> no, I was snoring when you guys were talking about all that Trio Rupel crap. The fan they played Atlas. Who, who did it's, Monterrey beat? They Atlas. destroyed Atlas 1-0. Oh. Well, yeah, oh. good lord. <laughs> But you know why though? Because Rafa wasn't playing. You know, it would have been a tight, uh, much tighter game. Yes, that but, is true. But you know, a win is a win, John. It's I mean, and and they get to say they've won every single one of their of theirs. Oh no, no, believe me, I'm I'm not questioning. I think I think uh, Monterrey is a very see. I'm yes. the going to make me say it. <laughs> I know, no, I'm wrong. I gotta teach you guys how to be proper Mexicans. That's this is a premier Pocho podcast, okay? So it's it, it, it looks like Yeah, I don't want to alienate our our, our our white list. If there's any uh, why why are they gotta be white? Well, if they're listening to our show, um, there's they, a possibility. There's they could be black and still talk like that. Monterey, Rayados, uh, <laughs> and then America didn't do so well. We did the Puma. <laughs> Man, the big four just bad. Yeah, America got steamrolled, man. That was um, it was it was ugly I don't because think it's you know, it wasn't it wasn't steamrolled. It was an ugly think. it was ugly. I mean you had Ventura Alvarado's own goal, you had Moy screw up two uh you know, they, he basically conceded two goals by himself. Uh yeah. I'm not saying you know, America shouldn't have won. You saying he was hungry? What's that? You saying Moy was hungry? Moy was hungry, man. He just uh, was thinking there were tortas, man, those things. But no, uh, it, it, it wasn't a fair score, you know, scoreline. Uh, you have to give Pachuca credit because, I mean, however your goal opportunities come, they took advantage of it. Um, you know, from what I was reading, that uh, they were su supposedly, you know, Ambris is going to be given two more games. I mean, I don't know how true that is. You know, sometimes these you know reports are just you know fishing expeditions. You know, press just trying to you know come up with stuff. Um, but I do think I do think that uh, you know his he will be playing you know his spot the next you know couple games. Uh, there's rumors that Chepo de la Torre may go back to you know his roots, his coaching roots. Wow. You know. Uh, <laughs> Then go back to uh to America. They're gonna go relegation. I wonder if sure, Jolie's man. gonna buy a yellow shirt then. Hey, uh, Ronnie, I have a question. What what, what was Nacho's quote after the game that has everyone just 
flummoxed. Like, like, like how, how, how could he possibly say that? Something about how the Azteca is too intimidating for his team. I didn't catch that one. I I was too pissed. Yeah, he said something about um, how um, like the week before he was like the the press had labeled him like the coach of the week, and then the next week like they were they were trying to get him out, and he pretty much said that the press has not been on his side since the beginning, and that's kind of true. I mean, well, that he took over. Who cares? Who cares? That stuff doesn't mean anything. I, I agree, but I no, feel it like does. It, 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 it does mean it does mean something. It, it, but you know, the the press can can have a, an effect on you. I mean, there. If you read it. No, no, it, you have to deal with them. I mean, it's you can't compare coaching or even playing in Puebla as opposed to to playing hey, in America. Agree with you, but I mean, I'm sorry, but if if you're the the the, the coach of Cuba America and you lose four to one at home. The press is going to have some pretty tough questions for you. And no, if you but, can't but, that, but, maybe but, hey, to but at least they didn't lose four to zero. Like but he, he's going to get he's going to get criticized whether he wins or loses. I mean that he, it doesn't matter. You know, well, that's, and, yes, and that's part of that. What I'm saying is that's part of the deal. He should know that. Yeah, he's here's the thing you may you know you may think you're prepared for it, but until you get to a team that has that sort of you know press, you don't really know how you're going to react. I mean, there, I mean, you you can have you know a Chaco Jimenez lights it up in Pachuca where the press wasn't are uh, Nacho's nickname wasn't he El Sargento at one point. Uh, I don't. I think. I think he was. I know he was. Yeah. No, but I, I'm just saying. Hey, man. You're telling me that he can't handle that. It takes. It takes a special, you know, uh, right, try, type try, try, of character. In the middle of a drive-by, man. Are you saying he yeah. lacks it you running? Seed while you're. No, I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying is that he may not. You know, he may. You know, still. You know, not. I, I think he's not. You know, comfortable right now in 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 the situation that he's in because no matter what he does, whether remember, uh, I'm, <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Remember last year when they went I don't know like ten seven games without losing. Um, yeah. You know, Nacho and then were you know they were playing very well, but he was still being criticized. So whether he was playing, you know, he had the team doing well, he was being criticized. You know, he's had you know a couple, again. If you let that stuff affect you, then it's going to affect you. If you don't let it affect you, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can't you know, let it affect you. I know. It's easier said than done, though. He'll learn. He'll be fine. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look hey. at look look at uh, Van Gogh. Look at Van Gogh. You know, little you know, slapping uh, that little you know uh, that reporter. I mean, it, it's everybody's got a breaking point. You know. Hey, hey isn't that the reason? Isn't that the reason why Osorio, uh, the, the national team, started to go a little bit off? But like, isn't that the reason why Osorio is lowering expectations so that way the press is not putting so much pressure on the team? You know, now you understand. Oh well, I mean, obviously it's easier from our from from our chairs to to say that you know just to let it don't let it affect you. But I mean, at some point though, you know, you have to know that if you're going to be coaching the coach of Club America, that this is part of it, no matter what. So just right. the fact that you know it shouldn't it shouldn't I don't think it should be a talking point really. It's like just go out there and do your job, win. He's deflecting. He's win. He's, I mean, you, the screws are turning on him, and, and he's he's looking for, you know, he's I don't know I don't know what he's trying to do, but his team is really 
all things being equal, he's coached he's coached one of the most talented teams in the league. Now, we can say that he, they're still in somewhat in preseason mode, which I think is somewhat fair to say. Um, and I think he can kind of say something similar to perhaps, well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're still somewhat in preseason mode. So, But they're still in seventh, so I don't even think it's situations that dire. But 4-1's but a rough loss. Is it, The scoreline was misleading somewhat. But, you know, take it and move on and, and let, the, let those vultures say what they will and yeah. just prep your team for the next week. Yeah, well, that's all. I mean, that's all he can do. But going back to what Pern said about you know uh, Osorio, the press hasn't been that harsh with Osorio, dude. I don't know, man. I think we might have a different definition of what harsh is. The no, they have. I mean, other other than other than the comment about the naturalized players, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't gone after him. Or the bitching know, by La Manuel La Puente about blah blah blah. Or or the 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 you know sort of irrational. Keep it There's been really two games, though, Ronnie. Ex- I mean, exactly, exactly. So, so I mean, the press, the press hasn't been on him, dude. I mean, yes, they they criticize him because you know what from from uh, Jump Street he talks about you know the Mexicans' complacency and stuff like that. And sure, I mean, he's gonna piss people off. He's gonna be he pissed off, you know, Tomas boy. He pissed off a couple people, but it's not like the press were jumping on him. I mean, you know, know. they forgot about it. Boom, it's it's hey, it's. So- uh, Tomas Boy gets Russell when the wind changes, man. That guy. Speaking of Tomas Boy, um, I wanted to touch on that game as well. They lost uh, to Leon, who won again. Leon's making some noise, undefeated, uh, just like at the top with uh, with nine points, just like Monterrey. Four points. Um, is Leon? Chivas, Chivas refuerzos are working. Looks like they are in Cruz Azul. I think. The, the pressure with, with Tomas Boy, especially after all the ridicule and I think the, the, the unfairness that judgment that Bueno got, because I, I guess I'm a fan of, of, of Bueno. Yeah. Um, you know, now Tomas Boy is, is starting to feel it. So do you think it's warranted the already that it should, should he be feeling any kind of pressure after just three games? No. No, because if you look at the way that Cruz Azul has played... They've actually played pretty decently to very good at times. And I feel like it's a matter of time for them to start really getting some good results. Whether or not they have the patience for him, that's a different story. Now, I wonder if he's going to come out and say that he's a – or actually, maybe just a question for you guys. Uh, over the course of his uh, career as a manager, has Tomas Boy proven he's a better manager than Zinedine Zidane? <laughs> Up to this point, uh, I say he's lost more games probably. That's a fair point. Yeah, well, Tomas Boy has been coaching a little longer than Zinedine Zidane. Well, I don't think either of them are going to get silverware this year, this season. Boom, there it is. Well, his team's what, seven points behind? Behind, I'm not following too. I don't really. I'm not following the, the the La Liga too closely, but I think they're what seven points behind or so. Or so? Some, yeah, oh, yeah, something yeah. Like they're that. they're a long way away. Yeah, they're not going to win the league. They're also yeah, they could win the Copa Champions del Rey. League. They could win the Champions League. I mean, you know that they're going to be in it. They'll be at least a semifinalist. Yeah, they'll they'll have a chance. That's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, league is and definitely. Frankly, gone. honestly, isn't isn't uh, the Champions League their, like their league? 
isn't that what they in Barcelona play for every year? I mean, that, that that's the most important league for them. I mean, it has to be, right? Well, I think well, I would say that they both. I think they go hand in hand. I think in whatever you haven't gotten recently, it's the one you want the most. So I think I mean, right. if they hadn't won the league in a while, I think that's what they'd be going after. Like I so like for instance, Arsenal. I mean, not that they have a chance at, at Champions League, but I mean, I would think I would figure that all their efforts got to be into winning the league at this point, even though they're still in the Champions League. Could just because it's no. been so long for them. I understand. I guess. But uh, I don't know. I just I've never, you know, I've never thought of a of a, of a European. I don't know. Maybe this is just uh, an image thing or something. But I've never I've never thought of a European team ever like having problems deciding which tournament they're going to play. You know what? One of the sorry to interrupt, John. One of the things about you know Real Madrid, you know, this year about how the, how they got kicked out of the, uh, how they got eliminated from the, uh, the 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 cup Copa del Rey, where you know they ineligible player. The Cheekies uh, were? Yeah, the, uh, you know, how they got kicked out. <laughs> where they were photographing the... No, 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 no. It, 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 basically, they played a player that, you know, they shouldn't have played, and then, obviously, they got fined by FIFA, uh, and, you know, both them and Atletico Madrid. But, you know, I kept thinking, you know, it's like, just imagine if, you know, a team in Mexico, you know, with that, that type of just... Irresponsible, you know, just irresponsible the way they, you know, it has been managed to be eliminated like that. And I just kept thinking. I remember a couple, you know, weeks ago, thinking, imagine if, you know, like Mexico, one of the Mexican clubs did that for Copa Libertadores or even, the, you know, the Concacaf. Imagine the field day the press would have, and then, you know, like they always go to Europe, like everything, like they, those guys run, you know, a tight ship, perfect, you know. Chip and like you know, even the big guys, you know, screw up from time to time. I just, you know, it just made me think. You know, sorry, sorry, went on the tangent. No, no, I was just saying that uh, that I, I've, I've never understood why. I mean, I, I know going to sound. John, like, which one do you want to win the most? I guess which one is the most important to you? And I've never understood why some Mexican team, if they're like in the, in the semifinals or even the quarterfinals of, of the Libertadores, and they have a really good chance to advance, and then they send like their B team down to play in South America because they're in the Liga. And I just, I've never understood why they make that decision. Why play in the Libertadores if they're going to do that? Did I ever tell you about the time America had to play? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> you know, you know when they played five five games in eight days. You know, Libertadores and League. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for another. We'll, 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 we'll save that for another discussion. Sorry. <laughs> All righty. Um, and just to wrap things up, uh, as far as uh, last week's games, Pumas uh, 0-1 loss to Puebla at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys catch that game? Care to comment on it? If not, um, we can yeah, make I watched, fun of Chivas again. I okay, it. go ahead. I watched, I watched the game, and, and uh, this is t- very typical Puebla for the past you know, season or two. They're very, very pragmatic, and, and they just find ways. You know, they wear teams out. And, and I think they're, you know, much like last season, they're going to be a threat to, to the bigger teams because even when they played Monterrey, um, 
it was hard for, for Monterrey to, to, to break them down and to, you know, eventually they won the game by two goals. But but uh, I feel like this, this is a team that's um, much like uh, Juarez. They just kind of like, they, they sort of pick up all these spare parts and they sort of mold them together into like a very sort of well-functioning unit. And, and, and sometimes that goes uh, a longer way than having teams that are top-heavy. You know, like America has a bit of a top-heavy team, and, and they're, Pachuca destroyed them because they were just, you know, they caught them on a counter and, and, and with speed and, and destroyed them. But, but Puebla is a team that can, can do a lot of things well, or at least somewhat well, and that's going to be enough to get him into the playoff conversation at the end of this, this uh, tournament. And, and I won't be surprised if they go, you know, beyond yes, that. Puebla, Chris, uh, Hobbit played for Puebla, and he had a, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, yes, as far as Pumas, they, uh, you know, they were just unlucky. They you know, hit a couple of posts. Mm -hmm. They would, you know, hit them, and then at the very end, the, uh, the uh, Puebla had made all three of their substitutions, and then the goalie got red carded, so they had to put somebody, you know, a, a field player in his goalie, and that guy even made a couple of stops. So it just was, uh, it was just a very frustrating day, painting game. Uh, Pumas just couldn't score. You know, it's like you know what you said it a few weeks ago, Ronnie. It's like watching a boxing match where your guy dominates, you know, nine out of ten rounds, and then with ten seconds left, he gets you know gets knocked out. You know, hadn't done anything the whole fight. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how it was. It happens. Lastly, Chivas hey, one, Tigres. One oh, Go for it. Okay. Oh, I was going to. No, no, no. Touching on touching on your Chivas Tigres. Um, but more recent, uh, Chivas got their first uh, victory of the of this uh, year against FC Juarez. <laughs> Man, they're, they they are just tearing up Copa America. Congratulations! No, well, this is the first they, they actually year. lost. They lost. Yeah, they lost last week. They lost last week, but they got That's a win this week. So, congrats, Juarez. And now we know why Joel hasn't been chiming in. He was watching the game with bated breath in the in the Copa America. Gritting his teeth. I, I didn't know it was on actually. Smoking <laughs> four or five packs during the game because he's so nervous. He doesn't watch the Chivas games anymore because they don't show enough of uh, of their coach's uh, hair. He wants to see more of that. <laughs> Those locks. You know, I watched Chivas Tigres. It was enter it was really entertaining. I, I, I think it was too. Yeah, it was really entertaining. Was it a just result? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean, it could it could have gone either way, but uh, you know, Tigres went. You know, you know, Tigres is a team that's you know, it just they 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 got a well, was it like like two or three minutes apart, just bang bang, and that yeah, was they, that. they uh, they turned it around in, in about yeah four minutes or so. They they just like he said, the, the first goal was amazing. The, the, the equalizer that uh, of Tigres. Um, one of their newer players, I think he's from um, Uruguay. He, uh, Sobis? You know, no, no, no. Fernandez. It was, uh, Fernandez, yeah. yeah. Uh, beautiful play. Aquino, you know, like, it was, I think it was three three passes, and then uh, he kind of just, he did like a spin move and just kind of tucked it in with, with his heels. It was really outside good. And then, like, Taquito. You know, it was upside. It was upside, yeah. It's true, yeah, but yeah. you know who had a really good game in that game was Aquino, man. He is really playing well. Yeah, I'm going to eat a little bit of crow now because I, I've made my dislike of Aquino on uh, uh, quite, 
you know, quite loudly, but but uh, he's he's he found his level. You know, he found his level, and uh, and it's like, so he like like Ramoncito, but just not as good a shooter. He's uh he's very sneaky in his dribbling, you know, and, and um, this may be that what he needs to uh, really put himself in the picture for the national team. Well, he starts for the national team. I mean, isn't isn't Osorio in, in, in Aquino one of Osorio's guys? Well, he's, he, I mean, he started he's the last game, guy. I think. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a, he didn't start in. Uh, he, did he start against El Salvador? I don't remember him starting no, that game. No, that was that was uh, that was Corona and uh, and Vela. Vela, right? Hey. hey, have you guys talked you know, about? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Juan. No, are you gonna segue away from the Chivas game? Because I wanted to give my thoughts oh, yeah, on that. Game. Yeah, by I, all means. I did want to say some other things too. So go ahead. I, I, if unless you're you're done with that. Okay. No. Well, well I wanted to say. Uh, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched uh, a few minutes of the. Of the game, I watched. I, I did review the. I saw the highlights of the defending. Uh, uh, actually, I'm sorry. I saw the highlights of the of the first goal by Fernandez, where he, you know, what happened was one Aquino beats uh, two defenders, which to me is ridiculous. You have a uh, Lopez, and I think it's Brizuela marking him. And no, no matter how bad of a defender Brizuela is, you know, Raúl Lopez, he, he's supposed to be a national team caliber defender. He's you know, he got called up. He got plenty of playing time. And, he, you know, Aquino, he looked like... Uh, like Messi, he made them look like training cones. And to me, that's that's pathetic. Uh, I feel like and the, I the think pass also, is what, what completes the play, though. When he beats them and then he... Right, and you have to also right. understand that. I mean, Aquino's be. been playing really well. He scored the goal of his life the week before, so the dude's been on absolute fire. It's yeah, still... He's, he's beating two... De- There's no reason he should be beating two defenders. In my opinion, I mean, he's a good player, but he's not that good. Uh, I'm, I'm, t- I am telling you, the dude is a different player. But go ahead. I, I, I have to keep an eye on him a little more. Start watching Tigres games alongside. Uh, well, I think I, and you, also want to mention is uh, you're underestimating the, the trash that Chivas, uh, the, the Chivas players are. They're overrated, you know, and well, so you're gonna have well, players like Aquino. Know. Jeez, Pern, uh, how many times did you throw up watching Chivas Tigres? Some of the Actually, yeah. I was I was like you know so amazed that what's his name um Almeida well, he had a Almeida great, yeah he made a he had a good like a game plan and I can't believe he actually tied he yeah, was a great result two to two yeah Chivas should have won up two uh, zero man what, what happened was there were some defensive mistakes uh, with uh, first of all they have uh, these injuries I don't know what's going on in the in the training that you have a. Uh, Alaniz is injured. I think he's. They, they had to operate his knee, get some fluid out of it. I think. And well, Alaniz Pereira's is fresh in- anyway. So okay, whatever. You know, he's one of the starting <laughs> backs for Chivas. So their first team, their first choice, their first team choices are in the back line are injured. So he's got ba- uh, what's his name, Basulto. Basulto yeah. that. Also came out you know, he doesn't have a full season. In, he doesn't have a full season in top flight yet. So if you if you look at the game, especially. It's the, the time between the two goals, uh, in the first goal, for me, Salcedo does not slide over to make the coverage on Fernandez uh, quickly enough. It's like he's, you know, I don't know if he's thinking that he, he's he got one foot in Europe already. And uh, I, just thought, I saw a lot of mistakes. On, on the second goal, uh, actually, Basunto, he he was late to get back uh, to leave uh, Sobis off, offside. 
and you know that was a big defensive mistake. But like overall, throughout throughout the game, I saw several instances where you had one defender marking two players, and I don't know if that's attributed to to uh, Almeida system or if it's the players where they're just you know they're not there's too many brain farts going on. But uh, you know I see I see big issues, and I don't think uh, a coaching change will fix anything at not this at point. You know, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, definitely. Fine. Yeah. I, I feel Chivas is going to be in the relegation zone a lot longer than expected. Yeah, I think so too. Like, yeah, they're going to be in it next year too. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah no least, denying it. Least, you were talking about probably the next four tournaments. Realistically yeah. speaking. Yeah, it's um, the same. I think. Well, and then. And you know what? The only way that's going to change if they get better quality. Hey, Jotos, ya hablaron ustedes. Ven quebrada. No, no, I think once Almeida leaves, it's it's just, it's going to be hard to bring in coaches. Who Who's going to want to be there? So they might be bringing in even more more from abroad, which is just more difficult for... Uh, well, why doesn't he just elevate Ramoncito and be done with it? Well, he got he got Akivaldo from uh, from the team because he was he was part of uh, Chepo's coaching, so they uh, they blackballed him. So they blackballed Ramoncito. Yeah, cause uh, he was they were grooming him to be to take over the the team, and uh, and then um, once once they got rid of the De La Torres. Now they're talking about um, Bravo. Oh, my God. Bravo is not in the position to be a coach anytime soon. Well, Bravo? He's, that's, he's, that's, that's he's, not he's saying like in four years and that they're going to send them to... Uh, Joel, I have to ask you. Are you just like... Colombia? Just depressed as hell? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. I think the team just... is not worth my time anymore. Whoa. Just the, the bad management. And you, you see all the bad... Things like from a mile away, like you you could just see the tournament. So like you could already see that, like like how Christian said, then the next four tournaments, that's gonna be Chivas just trying to avoid uh, the drop. Talking about living living in the past, man. They haven't done anything good, any like except for winning Copa MX, though. That's that was a no, great they, achievement. They but. were they were doing good because if you remember around 06 and a bit. Around that time when they won the league championship, and they had like two really good tournaments in uh, Libertadores. Well, you know what? Their cantera stopped producing at that point. They they, they weren't debuting any quality any quality defenders or midfielders or but, forwards. But see, look, look, the thing is, and if you look at the 06 squad, that squad was together for for a really long time, from from young players like yeah. even Pracamontes coached that team, Ruggeri coached that team. Um, uh, Travieso Guzman coached. They went through all these coaches, but you had the same base players that stuck together. You even had like uh, Medina, who who debuted at 17, and by the time he was like 19, he had so many games under his belt. How many of those players worked with? Uh, did Hans, Hans Westerhoff work with though? I mean, you know, but go back ever ever. Well, he did. He inherited. He he um. He was kind of part of that group that came out. He developed them, man. He polished no, those well, guys. No, not not those players. Not 
Not those. Those had since way before. This is before Vergara bought the team. But Westerhoff had gone to Chivas to uh, to give a workshop. On, in uh, like 99, right, or 98? No, Vergara bought, bought the team in 2002, 2003. Yeah, I know. Hans, Hans got there before Vergara, I think. Yeah, no, no I mean, he just did a workshop. He... He yeah, did a workshop. Yeah. He, uh, Guero Real invited him. He, he, they met. They met at the Toulon tournament, and uh, he's like, "Hey, why don't you come over here to just, you know, kind of, kind of the Ajax think, setup?" Yeah. Oh, you think he might be the third gunman? No, no, no. No, it's Guero Real invited him, and he picked him up at the uh, train station there with Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how well, I, I feel so bad for you, Joel. I just do. No, no. Do you, you, like, you ever cry, Joel, about quick. the situation? No, you know, yeah, yeah, no. tears. Yeah, I'm past that point, Ronnie. I'm, I'm already. Yeah. I'm pretty so sure you, there's a lot of Chivas. I listen to some Juanga and then drink wine, and that's it. So, so you, 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 you've reached acceptance. Yeah, I'm at that. I'm at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You should become a rayado, man. Well, no, hey, no, if if Chivas gets relegated, and like let's say that five years down the road they're still not in the first division, I mean, is it you know? Do you find a new club or? Nah, what's... just you know, you know, Chivas. If you could compare it to a team, it's like Atlético de Madrid when they were Gil uh, Gil was was the president, yeah. and that team that he kept like they would get good players or good coaches, and he would just. He would just tear it apart if it wasn't what he believed the team should be. No, would you? I mean, and, uh, you know, with all with all respect to him, once he passed away, that that team just it just went back up. So I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't adopt another team like you know you wouldn't like adopt an MLS team or. Heck no, that's for Chivas USA. Oh wait, they don't exist. Huh? LAFC man, LAFC has one. Hey, Joey. Nah, great. I'm staying with with Chivas, man. It it'll be if Chepo goes it'll to be like Blue America, Julie, are you gonna be? What happened? In las buenas y en las malas, is what you're saying. I mean, I wish him well. I mean, he did he did get a start there. They did pay for his coaching classes, uh, but I don't think they'll get him. Like not not when America celebrating their their uh, centenario and. Uh, just it would just look bad for them to have a, a guy so identified with Chivas coaching. How, how, how would that um, feel, dude? If like you know, come come May, Centenario, America's in the final, and Chivas is like in the relegation. Relegated, you know? no relegated, <laughs> relegated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, could you even pop a boner after that? It would be like, really awful. Is if they were relegated for a team like Murcielagos or some <laughs> god awful name, or, or hey, like there's, the there's been, there's been great teams that got relegated and came back strong, you know. Or like River, or like the what's the team that Cajeteros? The 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 the. the well, I think the, los, chaque, los Chaqueteros or something. Los like Chaqueteros. The only time you see Super Clásico will be in Copa MX, huh? <laughs> that would elevate the cup, right? It would. I, you I, know what? It will probably. That's, be good. It would probably be a good thing for Liga de, de Ascenso since uh, there are yeah. there are good teams in that league, and uh, yeah. I rem I remember when uh, River Plate went down to uh, to second division, and uh, a lot of people, more people, started watching them 
Are you talking about Leones Negros? What happened? Are you talking about Leones Negros? What, what do you mean? No, there's there's really good teams like Irapuato. Um, you know, Leon was was in in. Uh, well, the if you think about Necaxa, you, 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 you have Necaxa, you have Atlante. I mean, you yeah. do have good. You have you do have good teams. Teams with history. Yeah, I mean, Hey, I have a. Have, 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 I have a yeah. question for Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie, so let's say in May, Chivas gets relegated, but La FMFA they decide to expand the league. Just so Chivas can still be in primera Doesn't division. matter. Doesn't matter. In my book, they're relegated. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, you know, I know, Hoyle, you know this. But, you know, but Hoyle, you, Hoyle, you know this. I hate, I hate the fact that you know that you know a bunch of the Mexican you know, barras they copy the Argentine barras. You know, but I would make <laughs> an like exception. I would, I would make an exception to that song. Decime que se siente. You know. The ones you, that Boca the ones that se siente, por yeah, favor, right. man. In my in my book, America already got relegated because Chivas has not finished in last place, uh-huh. and America did finish in last place. Actually, that's true. With with Ordiales, who is our new, uh, you know, <laughs> with Salvador Cabañas. But, uh, Chivas, hey, Chivas, hey, last manager. Play, last play. Brody. La- yeah. Since you really criticize the lack of originality of the fan club in the league, how do you feel about your the front office? Still the Campinissimo from uh, Campinissimo uh, <laughs> moniker from dude, Chivas. They were just trolling, dude. They were trolling Chiva, you know, because obviously the the situation that they're in, and you know, America has more titles. Clear troll job and well done. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> hey, no, you know what? Though? I, it's true, though. America is el campeonismo. Hey, Dan, did you uh, have something to say about the Chivas uh, Tigres game? Yeah, the, uh, basically what I was going to say more along the lines for Chivas were because I think before going into the game, I think Tigres is pretty happy walking away with a point considering their best player had Chorro. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to say Chorro. I did <laughs> want to say Chorro because I wanted to show that I could have rolled my R's if, if, if given. Oh, nice. Chorro Chifrador. You're making, us, yeah. you're making us proud, man. From Tacos La Honda for my peeps in L.A. Um, but I think, ultimately, I think it's a missed opportunity for Chivas. Uh, they've led in every single game and been able to unable to close out every single one of them. And they had a golden opportunity, again, like with, with, with Tigres, Gignac not, not in the game, and... Playing at home, I mean, it, it, this was a great, great chance that they kind of, that they kind of let slip away. And granted, I mean, that offside goal was unfortunate for them, but you know, I mean. By the way, he wasn't offside. I think he was. Fernandez. But agree to disagree. Fernandez goal. Yeah. Uh, because if you look at the I angle of where the, the guy's the guy's feet is. Because the, the the camera angle makes it look like he was ahead. He wasn't ahead. He was he was directly in line. Because the 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 one that I saw, he looked clearly offside. Like what what I saw, it looked like a good a good yard. But uh, maybe uh, maybe I maybe I need to see it, watch it again. It just looks it looks. Finally got there just now. To where Fernandez was standing. But the I best think thing it, for Chivas is that Dorados lost yet 10. You know, they're, they're making, Dorados is making it so hard for themselves to stay up. 
well, because you know that's the thing. I was I was making this point earlier with uh, with some of the guys that uh, Chivas right now should just take advantage of, of of this throwaway season and start building for next year, man. You know, don't even but worry it's about. It's not. So much it's not throwaway. It's still very early. Chivas could still be relegated. They're not going to get relegated. If Dorados gets in a good, if gets a good winning streak, that's not going to happen. You hey, never say never. Leon, I, Leon. I'm convinced that's not going to happen. I've seen enough of that team, and they're they're clearly worse than everybody. The Chivas yeah, Refuso start filing, failing. Chivas sabotage them by sending them their worst players here. <laughs> And it's funny, one of their ex-players uh, gave us a goal. Martin Martin Bravo. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, no, I, I think he's safe done. this year, man. Uh, Martin, was he from Pumas? Yeah, he's from Pumas. Well, Martin Bravo was with Pumas. Last year, I think uh, he was with Dorados. What happened? Well, it, does, it doesn't make sense to reinforce your immediate competitor. You know, for Chivas... Send uh, you know, experienced hey, veterans it's, to a it's team like, that's gonna be like John uh, said. We we were sabotaging with just to me. The problem that uh, that uh, Dorados has is they don't have enough games to get the points they need. I mean, they have to, I mean, every time uh, that they lose. The Go ahead. Or not? No. Or not? <laughs> I mean, as I was saying, I, it's just, uh, for every game that they lose, the fact they only had 15 points in the first the first season. I mean, they have. I mean, every time that they lose, they have to get like 27 points, 30 points. It's not going to happen. Hey, but uh, uh, Chivas is uh, their first their first choice goalie is injured now, right? Rodriguez. I had so another in that. deeper trouble. Yeah, but he, he wasn't yeah. doing that that good as as expected. No, he wasn't he's disappointing. Well, that's all we have for the <coughs> the games from last weekend. Looking forward to next week or this weekend. Uh, this weekend's games. I think the two notable matches: Tigres León and Pachuca Monterrey. Uh, Tigres is playing at home against León. You know, current champion against the um, undefeated uh, top of the top of the league should be really exciting. Um, you know, Leon's always kind of fun to watch. Uh, you know, interested in seeing them. I'm thinking Tigres is going to get shocked, and probably Leon's going to keep on winning. Um, any thoughts on that game? All righty. And the leather game, Pachuca Monterrey. Fern, you want to talk about uh, your Rayados and their chances against Pachuca? Rayados, good job, dude. So, uh, the Monterrey Rayados. <laughs> yeah, I I believe this game is that's gonna be a good game, but and I it's gonna be a clear win for Rayados again. You know, it's it's a given. You know, no, looking at the the trajectory they've been. Having and I think it's gonna be on uh, well, you know Funes Mori, you know he's gonna come through and finally score. And that game is in Pachuca, right? Yes, it is. Vern, how's uh, Iram Mir doing? I thought he was injured. 
Kaka? No, uh, Monterrey has a really, really, really talented uh, pencil defender. I, whose name is uh, escaping me at the moment, but he's really Cesar good. Montes, right? Yeah, that guy. He is terrific. He is really fun to watch. His passing is really good. He takes good angles. He is definitely <laughs> he'll he'll play in Russia. There's no question. He's that good. They need to call him up quickly and get him going. Cap him. Well, I don't have to worry about that. Hey, have you guys talked about uh, Osorio's comments in regard to MLS? We did. Yeah. yeah. We did. They're, they're, yeah, you missed out. They were dead on, too. But go ahead. All right. Go ahead, John. Well, I was just I was just curious if you guys had talked about it because, uh, you know, I just hopped on late. But, you know, I mean, I have to admit if, uh, you know, I don't think anything he said was wrong. It just uh, just seemed interesting that, uh, you know, he actually has a little bit more experience in talking about it. He coached MLS and he saw the, how it was. Now, granted, it was a few years ago. I'm sure it's gotten a little better, but, you know, it just seems uh, like uh, I think I'm not saying that is, is greatly unwarranted. And everything he said was, at the very least, uh, fair, um, if not dead on. Um, you know, people are being upset because they're invested personally or emotionally into the into the league and how it's viewed. But he's calling it as he sees it. Who better to comment on someone who actually was there? He's not saying that. I mean, he's not saying uh, it's a bad league. He just says that you know I'd rather my guys go somewhere where they can play better soccer. Nothing wrong with that. And not only that, better soccer and um, on the regular calendar. It's gonna blow back in his face, dude. Didn't Jurgen also say the same thing? Well, yeah, and it's blown it's blow back in his face. I mean, if Mexico if Mexico loses with Osorio, if Mexico loses to you know with Osorio to a bunch of MLSers, you know, just imagine what the press is going to say. But he didn't say that they were that it was a bad league. He said well, I'd rather have my guys go play somewhere else. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, and he, that's not all he said though. He, he said he did say about you know it's like hey, you know, players are going there to retire. It's yeah. kind of like saying. He, he no. said that league is there for the end of your career, not for someone who still has more to give. Someone yeah. who still has more to give should be playing in Europe where, where the best leagues are, where the best teams are. And he warned, and he warned Carlos Vela. to be playing. And he warned Carlos Vela from going. Yeah. Isn't that, hasn't Jurgen Klinsmann said the same thing? Yeah, and he's, yeah. and obviously he's caught a lot of crap. I mean, there's, there's a, you know, there's a... Oh, come on. There's the fight yeah, between, the, between the MLS and Jer- uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, dude. Well, I understand that. So, but even then, I mean, the, the but I just think that people tend to really get butt hurt when you when you mention anything somewhat critical about the MLS, because um, I think a lot of people are invested in its success and like, look, it's going regardless of the of the, of the regardless of what some people may think of the quality, it is growing as far as viewership and popularity and, and just recognition, um, but you know. If if you give it enough time and you watch it, I think you know at least from this from this one person's perspective, it's not. I think there's clear reason in what they're in what they say. You know, the best play, the best. There's a there's a very distinct difference in level of play with from MLS to say the Bundesliga or the La Liga or or the Premier or the, the Barclays. Yeah, there's 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 really nothing wrong with what he said. I mean. He's a guy who gets to pick the players that will play for the national team. You know, why, why wouldn't he Some, say sometimes, that? Sometimes, sometimes it's best not to say what's on your mind. 
Yeah, but he was asked about it. The, 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 the idea that he comes on and grabs a microphone and just tells us all his opinions and thoughts, I mean, that's ridiculous. Sometimes he was asked it's... Exactly. Oh, yeah, but, Sometimes it's best just to give a cliched answer. But they're going to tear them apart for being cliche. I mean, the, the, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't when, when it comes to the Mexican press. They, Wait, I, I think... Not as bad, though. Not as bad as... Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. You, you don't want to give your opponent any fodder that they can use to put on their wall. And so, you know, Jurgen's probably... You know, you think you're retired bums, and you're still not good enough. So he can't know. That, that's, I think from uh, just like you guys are talking like if he, the Gringos are like Juan. He, that's an impossible. I think it'd be really stupid of, of Jurgen to to play that card because you know he's only echoing what's what he himself said months earlier, and time and time again has has echoed similar um, similar feelings. There's a big difference between Mexico versus Croatia. In the Mexico United States, where the Croatian coach was talking trash, y le dijeron miedo, no, listo guardado. So they, the Americans are not going to use this to motivate themselves. It's a big difference. They're not Mexicans. That's the thing. They're not going to use trash. And more importantly, he wasn't trashing. Hey man, you never seen Rocky national team. He he was he's, he's basically Italian. commenting on his opinion on the MLS. He had they had nothing to do with the men's national team. So you're saying uh, you're going to say, hey, neighbor man in Philadelphia. Sorry, Jurgen is going to say, hey, you see that guy trashing you? Hey, that's my job. He's taking my yeah. job away to trash you guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, so, hey, guys, are, are we going to talk about the new changes? So, yeah, um, so, good, good, good point, uh, Ronnie. Um, like I said in the beginning, um, this is our last show. Uh, we are rebranding, and some of, some of our current members will no longer be with us since we're being renamed uh, FC Mandilones. FC Mandilones, and it'll only include um, me, Juan, and and and, and Beto. Yeah. The rest of you guys, uh, you're gonna have to fend for yourselves John. and start a new podcast. Our show will be on whenever our wives let us, so it'll be somewhat sporadic. <laughs> I'm not when I'm not washing dishes. Exactly, or or or, or serving pizza. Yeah. <laughs> or iron your wife's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're but, getting uh, them a sandwich. Where, which you know, store is the bras going? You guys should rename your podcast La Última Palabra. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never get the last word, huh? No, because you, know, you do get the last word, which is Lo que, lo que, tu, lo que tu digas, mi amor. Sí. <laughs> okay. No, but in all seriousness, uh, we are rebranding. We are changing. We are not losing any members. We are staying uh, the same, hopefully. Um, uh, but some changes, and with a brand new name. Uh, the new show is going to be called Dos a Zero Football Podcast. So you could pronounce that however you like. It's Dos a Zero. Dos. Dos a zero. It's, it's like dropping a deuce a zero. So, I drop the deuce. The deuce? And then you just go a zero? I don't want to say deuce. I, I, I've been adamant <laughs> about I don't like deuce. And since I'm hosting, at least part of the time, it sounds way too weird to say a zero. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to our new viewers, we're actually going with the original name that we originally thought we were going to use. Uh, we just felt like Los Cachirules, a lot of people just don't understand it. Uh, they're either too young to know what the Cachirul was. So with the uh, Dos Tacero 
football podcast. In typical Mexican fashion, we're embracing our failures. Uh, <laughs> you know, just how oh, you, you know, you, you know how you know Chivas embraced. You know, Guadalajara embraced Chivas because at one point for years, you know. It was a, you know, it was disrespectful to be called, you know, Chivas because, you know, they looked like a bunch of, you know, goats just, you know, on the pitch, just not doing eating anything, grass. eating grass, and you know, it was an insult, and and you know, is it, is, know, it is it the same way Atlas embraced uh, not winning a trophy? No, well, the margaritas. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're ever gonna break that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to that one, but. No, well, just, I think it's it tough for us because we definitely do embrace our shortcomings. Yes, we, we definitely do. embrace how much of a fracaso this podcast really is. That's what she said. <laughs> Some people embrace their shortcomings more Lots than others. Lots of inches. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I push hard. But I push hard. <laughs> I, I'm only interested in finishing first. <laughs> so, Joel, Joel, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your take? On on what? On the rebranding. On the rebranding. Re Nothing really, man. <laughs> no, but hey, we uh, yeah, great great photo by the way. Good pick. <laughs> but yes, guys, uh, please uh, tune in. I guess next week we are going to be podcasting again, uh, just under the new different name. Um, hopefully, uh, for everybody on Big Soccer, we'll be hosting new links and hopefully a new thread. Uh, announcing the the new show with the new name and uh, with a slightly maybe more hopefully more more organized format and we'll see what else we can tweak to make the show a little bit better for for everyone. Um, but I do with a heavy heart say uh, so long farewell to this wonderful show, my first radio gig ever I guess or first internet radio um, gig. So it was it was fun and I personally. I'm very fond of the name. I thought it was extremely clever and fun. Um, does anybody want to have any parting words before we uh, we cut out for 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 tonight? Puto. Yeah, it was just. Uh... I, I want to part like what uh, I'd like to part the way uh, Diego Maradona parted with the press one. Me la sigue chupando. Me la sigue chupando. Play the clip, man. Play it. Que me la chupen. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> he usually say que, que se chupen un huevo. No, he, no, he said he said he did he did with respect, you know, with the ladies that were in the, in the room with respect. So you got to give him that. He said respectfully. Yeah, he said que la sigan chupando. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see like? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hold on. Bill, Bill Belichick or, you know, some American coach say that at the end of a press conference. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, it would. Shupa, but he'll say, Shupa Mula. I, I think I pulled up the, the clip. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it, though. You know, I'll have to, I'll have to add that as one of my... I'll have to add that as one of my drops for next week. Yeah. Oh, that king. You know that king Carlos from Spain. Por qué no te callas? Yeah. When he told that that no good socialist uh, 
What's his name? Uh, Hugo Chávez. Hugo Chávez, yeah. ¿Por qué no te callas? I can, yeah, I'll find that too. Hugo Sánchez. So, guys, uh, <laughs> any parting words for Los Cachirules? Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it. It's been a real joy. We started doing some of these back last summer. Uh, actually, during the Gold Cup and stuff, so it's, uh, you know, we were just practicing to figure out how, how it was going to work out. I, I've had a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Looking forward to continuing, and I do have some ideas on what, we, on what I think we can do, but we'll uh, talk about that offline. I think it's going to be great for the folks listening at home. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm somewhat kind of sad that we didn't reach 20, came up one short. But uh, now we get to start all over, so I'll be looking forward. Well, I think that put it uh, better than every than than I could. So, having said that, um, no, no, no. Actually, sigan uh, mamando. Let's see. Can we all can we all say uh, can we all like say goodbye uh, with with a similar? It's <laughs> great <laughs> stuff. All right, well, uh, we are the Cachirules. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you under the new the new name. Goodbye, y'all. Adios.